0: Hello, welcome to the Guided Trip Fly Fishing Podcast. Uh, we have been radio silent for just a little while. Apologize for that. We're trying to get back on track now and get some more podcasts out for you guys. On this episode of the podcast, Ryan McVeigh and I sit down and just kind of discuss um, what's happening in the Gunnison Valley, what the rivers are starting to look like, what we can look forward to for the year. And, um, you know, we talk a little bit about fishing conditions and just BS a little bit. Um, Hope you enjoy this podcast, as always. um, You know, send us emails, send us uh, anything on Instagram. Our email is theguidedtrip at gmail.com. Questions, comments, anything you guys want heard um, or discussed on the podcast, we can do that. So, don't hesitate. Send it over. Thanks for listening, guys. This is The Guided Trip.
1: I mean, I could miss runoff. I wouldn't be upset about it. No. And I could miss spring. I, I love spring fishing. Especially we can get you, on the We can trailer. get you in the boat, though. Yeah, it's true. That's true. If
0: you have knee surgery, we can definitely get you in the boat. Yeah. I mean, I could sit there and do
1: very little, anyways. I, I can drink beers. Yeah. With I a went bum in the knee.
0: I had a bum knee and was in the I had Lacey roam me down there every I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. I yeah. had pretty much. Made her row me down the river. I was like, I need this for my soul. Please get me it, on the river. I need to float the river right now. I'm hurting so bad. Are and those the igniter lenses? Uh, I think so, yeah. I love those yeah. lenses. You can buy them. I have them. Oh. <laughs> I, got a, I got a brand new pair that I. Are gonna break out this guide season. Are but those the guides, those aren't the guide's choice. These are the not. high waters. Ah, okay, Smith high waters. See they're, they're too
1: big for my face. I can't wear half of Smith's them, frames. Man. I love them. I just look like an old dude with I, bifocals,
0: dude, <laughs> dude. But some of them, some of them are too small and they don't cover like the sides or right, underneath. Right. And I need that. I need that coverage all around. Right. Just because it just beats you up.
1: Yeah, like the guide's choice completely does that for you.
0: The guide choice seems small on really. Me. Yeah, they give you that. I thought they well, they're huge
1: on me. I yeah. can't even wear them. I, 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 do, just, I love goofy.
0: The, every now and then. I'll put on the Guide's choice and I love right. them. I'm like holy shit, these are great. And I'll switch back and forth, you know, depending. And they're both different lenses that I have in them. But I mean, they're I love them. I love them. Yeah. They're good. <laughs> They're. I have probably like six pairs of Smiths. Two Ooh. of them might are broken. I need to send back
1: those. Ig- those igniters uh on the Taylor. I mean, I'm not even. I'm not messing around. I bet I see thirty percent more fish. Oh, definitely. Uh, uh And you know, I mean, I I love all the polarized lenses I have. I love my Chroma, sun Chroma pop is
0: key, yeah, though. It really is. I've um, worn those Costas. Remember, I brought those Costas to Andros, and I wore the Costas.
1: Were those the ones that Nick put on? No, I like, gave him the guy's choice. Yeah, because
0: th- that was the igniter lens. Uh, that's It was actually... It might be the igniter. I think it was. I'm positive it was. An, a, it's a copper, though, I think. No. I gave him something with an igniter lens yeah because i was wearing i wore the coasters. i was like yeah these aren't cutting it man like it's just not doing what needs to be done was that that blue mirror you had on those ones yeah wasn't a fan i'm not a big fan of that lens people rant and rave about it but the copper i like the it's hard to tell man i'm not good at it you Mm -hmm. know i can't be like oh it's cloudy i need this lens (laughs) you know i'm not sure what it is but with the igniter and the chroma pop you don't really have to worry about it, right. At all? No, no, exactly. You just put them on, and you're like everything's creepy. right? I mean, I my go. Everything.
1: Do you have a go? My, my go-to lens is
0: always just the
1: you know the the brown polarized lens.
0: Yeah, I mean that's it's simple. I yeah. think that's honestly what I have on that guide's choice. I right. think it's a copper. I think okay. it's a copper mirrored chroma pop or some shit. I and that's know. and that's for highlight. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I think it works whenever. Yeah.
1: So for s- the igniter in low light is pretty All hard, right. though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I wish Smith, if you're listening, Smith, <laughs> could you please tell me what every single lens does and I've specifically? And i specifically looking it up. You, you can't, can't find it. You can't find it. No, I'm supposed to just no. know. I don't know i'm I'm not a lens expert it's hard man i know like five lenses i think it's just trial and error which sucks it's <laughs> but like, i can't afford to trial and I error <laughs> lenses and if i need lenses i need them tomorrow That's the hard
0: part right
1: so i'm gonna get this lens and i'm like oh wait this isn't what i want
0: those igniters are just not there man no.
1: well i don't know they do work pretty well for some water um yeah i could see it For i don't know like i said I cloudy have no day idea, gin man. clear the igniters i'm not a, I'm not a
0: sunglass expert you know like oh no. <laughs> people show up with sunglasses and i'm like here here's this shitty pair i worked <laughs> chainsawing one day right. you know they're trash now <laughs> right. here you go these were given to me i mean we all know it's how you look in them anyways yeah it's all about looks yeah so i had a crazy day at never sink uh, let me hear about tell it. you about this um been fishing the last couple days but um I was like, all right, you know, everyone's been getting out a little bit earlier and as warmer weather and just cabin fever. Exactly. You know, everyone's trying to get out there and um, get after it. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to roll up to every at like 9 a.m. this morning. So I roll up and the parking lot is just packed. I'm like, what the hell? You know, what is this? I start I pull in. And I could see it. You know how you can see it from the oh, road? Oh, When you're about to turn, you can kind of see how many cars are in there. I'm like, what the hell, man? Should I go somewhere else? I was like, screw it. I'm going to pull in. Like, I doubt these people are going where I'm going. Turns out it's a bunch of cops and federal agents. Oh, they doing some training down there? No. So I roll up and I pull, like, halfway down the little driveway. You know how it's a big circle? Like, it's basically a big cul-de-sac. Yeah, of course. You know, and you can turn around in there and... So I pull kind of halfway down the driveway, and there's all these cops running around, and there's like I said, there's a federal agent, there's state troopers, there's undercover cops, there's all these people there. I'm like, what the hell is this? And whoa, got a little out there. I'm trying to adjust it a little bit. Just get it, get it little, just right. A little touchy. Um, so I kind of just stop, and this dude starts walking up to the car, and it says he's got a you know bulletproof vest on a flak jacket on it, right. it says police on it right. and this guy's definitely undercover you know he's wearing khakis and a button-up shirt and for some reason he decided he needed to wear his flak jacket <laughs> and i'm like what the hell is this so i'm just stopped there and he rolls up and he goes you okay i was like yeah i was looking to go fish you know and he goes yeah i wouldn't do that I was like, what do you mean he goes, um I w- where are you looking at? You're welcome to go down below here, but I wouldn't go in on the trail. What are you talking about? Which is about? obviously where you're Yeah, that's where go. I want to go. Right. You know, like that's exactly where I want to go. And so I go, Well, what's the deal? You know, what's going on? He goes, Well, there's a stolen car here, and we think that the suspects made a might have fleed <laughs> onto the trail. <laughs> Like, okay and he goes give, uh, maybe give us about 20 30 minutes I'm like you're gonna check the entire you're not gonna find that guy in 20 30 minutes, yeah. 30 minutes. never sinks grass. Like, how about you just go park over there for a minute and hold hold tight and uh we'll let you know if it's clear <laughs> yeah i was like what the what is this and <laughs> th- dude there was six seven right you know, agents. I don't know what you'd call them. Like, there was cops. Yeah. There was sheriffs. Yeah. There was All the state troopers. There was federal officers because it's federal land. Right. You know, there's two federal officers. And everyone's, like, running around like crazy. With their dogs? No, just running around. I mean, they were just running down the trail. You sure it wasn't a training exercise? No, 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 no. Huh. So I'm standing there, and I'm getting dressed. I'm putting my waders on. I'm like, <laughs> OK, this is a little weird. And, um, I called Jared and I'm like, yo, dude, you're not going to believe this, man. Like I roll up to never sink. There's all these cops and agents here and all this shit going on. And turns out there's a stolen vehicle and they think the suspects are in never sink somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm hanging out, putting my waiters on the, the undercover that I talked to before walks up and he's like, he's like, yeah, man. Um, you know, I wouldn't walk the trail up you know where you want to go he's like you can go anywhere down that you want to go i was like well i don't want to go down right i want to go up and he's like well yeah give us just a minute you know whatever i was like all right cool you guys do your thing you know figure it out i figured you know if it, it, this guy ditched a car or whatever he's gone by now you know right. the suspect or whoever they're looking for or who whatever people are gone right and so i'm sitting there i'm like well i'm definitely bringing my pistol today when i go hike the trail <laughs> you know but I'm on the phone with Jared, and I'm like, dude, I, I'm i going to be out there fishing. I'm going to apprehend the suspect, man. Like, I'm going to get out there fishing. There's going to be some jabroni walking the river, and I'm going to have to apprehend this guy. Citizens and, on patrol. Yeah, exactly. Some <laughs> fisherman carrying a gun is going to have to go track this guy down. And so the dude comes back after I'm dressed. I'm all rigged up, and he's like, all right, you're good to go. I was like, oh, okay, like. Is it clear? Like, what you, do you mean? Were you strapped I'm good at this point? Oh yeah, I was strapped. He had nothing to say about well, it. Well, no, I I had a jacket over it. You know, uh, okay. I mean, it was concealed. Gotcha. And I was like, I probably should have it concealed right now. Right. You know, I don't need to be flashing a piece around a bunch of cops. They probably fuck.
1: They probably they might kind of flip out. They
0: might think something a little different right about it in this particular in this situation. situation. So I start walking in. I'm booking it. You know, I'm like, all right, I want to get up here and get to fishing and. I run into four officers that are walking the trail and they're just walking, meandering nice and slow, taking their time, looking at the ground and all this stuff. And I walk up on them and I'm pretty nervous to walk up on them like, hey, here's some guy they haven't seen. And I'm just walking up behind them and I'm carrying a gun, Right, you know, and they don't know (laughs) it, but I'm carrying a gun and so i walk up you know trying to cough and make noise and drag my feet like hey notice me i'm hum, behind hum. you yeah exactly <laughs> i'm behind you and finally they turn around and they stop and they're like hey what's going on man and i was like hey the the guy back there told me it's cool to walk the trail like he said coast is clear i'm good and, he, and the federal guys are like ah uh, where are you going and i was like fishing i was like as far up I, as i can go man i'm i'm going fishing i'm going up as far up as i can go he's like Okay, well, uh, keep an eye out. I'm like for what? What do you mean, keep an eye out? Right. He's like, well, you know, maybe they ditch something along the trail, personal belongings or you dead know, body. In yeah, right. <laughs> Who knows if they ditch? And he's like, just keep an eye out, and if you see anything suspicious, just leave it where it is and call us. I'm like ten um, four okay (laughs) and so i ended up passing all the cops and the whole time like i was like all right well i gotta keep an eye out just in case i see (laughs) anybody or anything that isn't supposed to be here it was a little weird so the whole day i kind of fished you know looking over my back like and dude then a plane shows up this plane they must have got a plane right buzzing buzzing the treetops Oh, dude just buzzing and just doing circles along the river and Jared texts me. He's like, hey, so what's going on? Like, is the coast clear or what? And I was like, yeah, that's what they told me. But they got a plane that's just hovering above Never Sink right now, above the trail and above the river and looking for something. He's like, all right, well, uh, stay cocked and hot and make sure you're good to go. It's like, oh, I am, man. You never know yeah. what's going to happen, apparently. It was an interesting experience out uh, there. Jared. It's funny. The fugitive. Yeah, the fugitive. Cameron Rhodes. <laughs> Fishing was all right though. I mean, it took a little bit for it to heat up, but um, heat up temperature wise, yeah. And just you know, the water came up. Mm-hmm. Um, I checked flows this morning; It didn't seem like it moved too much. But um, that lower section is kind of iffy. There's a couple of creeks coming in that bump it, and they don't have a gauge down there. No, and uh, so you kind of have to guess. How what was it could uh? Be. How was clarity? Clarity was off, man. It was like a tea colored. Okay, you know, it was a little brown stain. Okay. Um, and, you know, I was like, all right, well, it's a little stain. I'm going to try an egg and a worm, you know, the basic yeah. ham and eggs, man. I'm <laughs> going to throw bacon and <laughs> eggs and see what happens. And it was pretty dead for a while, man. And um, I picked up a couple on eggs and, you know, I was like, all right, well, that's not out of the normal. You know, they're eating some eggs. Right. I picked up a couple on worms here and there, you know. you're not trashing them. No, and, it, you know, it wasn't how it was, you know, last week um and i get that water coming up and temperatures changing and right now it's snowing you know we have all this weather that apparently needs to come in we we're not out of winter yet no as much as we want to believe it we're not out of winter but
1: well i mean what's the saying they say if you don't like the weather wait five minutes yeah and if you're loving the weather wait another five it changes that (laughs) quick in in
0: colorado there's no bad weather just bad clothing (laughs) (laughs) so my dad used to tell me no bad weather just bad clothing and that's perfectly true. You know, I got out there, I was like, man, I wish I would have worn a puffy. I right. thought it was going to be a lot warmer today. Um, but uh, I was also trying a new leader that I had tied, and it just it wasn't reacting the way I wanted it to okay. react. You know, it felt, like, it felt like my flies were moving ahead of my indicator the whole time. And I don't know why. I was trying to figure out if I needed to shorten up certain sections right. or what the deal was, but it – I'd go to set the hook, you know, the indicator would move. Yeah. I'd go to set the hook, and it's like you almost get slack. Right. Like, And I, and I, I lost fish. a lot of fish that didn't even feel hooked. It felt like bottom. Right. It didn't feel like you're coming off of a fish. It felt like it was bottom, but then you'd see a fish, you know, jump up kind of out of surprise, and you like, whoa, that was a fish. Right. And I played with it a little bit and played with weight and tried to figure it out, but I couldn't quite dial it in. So I got to work that out a little bit. Some how homemade leaders. How long a leader are you fishing? Um, It was probably about eight and a half, nine foot, but I, it was pre-built. You know, I built it. right? Um, And I don't think it was as stiff as I needed it to be uh, okay. for nymphing, at least. Were you throwing fluoro? Um, yep. There was two sections of fluoro on there. Just but, to your bite section? Yep. Okay. Um, But, yeah, the top section where it connects to the line wasn't quite there. I think it need to be a little stiffer. I think I need to work on that a little bit so i was kind of experimenting all day with some leader action and that i think that i missed a fair amount of fish because of it i still landed a dozen or so you know so it wasn't bad no that's pretty good right now
1: for sure i would take that any
0: day but uh, i I did you know i it's one of those things too this time of year it's like they can be eating Lots of different things. Oh yeah. Um, you know, last week it was, I told you it was, like size twenty two pheasant tails. They're crushing little betas. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't. There's midges all over the water, but they wouldn't really touch a midge. Right. They're just eating these little tiny betas patterns. And today is like they'd eat the worm occasionally, eat the egg occasionally. It wasn't quite there. And then I I threw on a um, a size fourteen CDC pheasant tail. Boom, 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 just started hammering. Instantly up. turned on. And then it just turned off again. Right. Immediately. See, before the turbidity, this time
1: of year, I'm kind of throwing, a, and I do this often, and I only do it for like two or three weeks out of the year, I'm throwing you know, triple midge rigs. Uh, triple midge? Yeah. Really? Triple midge, triple midge rigs, uh, they kill it for me on the Gunnison this hmm. time of year, right
0: before the water starts kind of off-coloring. An, I mean, it's not as expensive as like a triple tube rig but no it's not <laughs> <laughs> but that's an expensive rig i had an expensive day today right i lost some flies and i mean i think it was just because that that leader was getting everything down well, so fast
1: that and the gunnison i mean you're you're never
0: sink you know yeah there's it's not maintained no so, there's a lot of trees and there's yeah. a lot of beavers we haven't had the big flush yet no. so uh, we definitely need that flush there's a lot of
1: debris when i last time i finished fished it i noticed there was a ton of debris in the water. It's a lot of, this, a lot, of a lot of beaver work. Yeah. This time of <laughs> year,
0: is, it can be an expensive day out on yeah. the water. And I lost a couple of rigs where I was just like, what the hell, man? Like, that shouldn't have happened. Right. But it does happen. Yeah. I mean,
1: it. yeah. It's kind of an interesting... This time of year for me is my favorite time to really explore new leaders, to yeah. explore new rigs. Like, I'm messing with tippet rings. And
0: it's, it's cool to see, too, that the fish... Aren't just eating, you know, eggs and worms. Right. Like, you know, that's the gunny rig. That's right. the go to gunny rig this time of year is like an egg and a worm. Right. It has to be on the rig. Has to be. Right. And it's cool to explore different flies and see that they are eating other bugs. Right. I pumped one fish today and there was caddis larvae in there. That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, okay. there's caddis larvae in there and there was some, again, some what you finding pale husks? midges. Yeah, there was still in the shuck. Okay. You know, it's still the, the caddis in the yeah. shuck. So I guess not larvae. It was. Well, like larvae inside of a. In yeah. the shuck. Um, and I think that's why the pheasant tail kind of did it, you know, is that they were picking up some of those shucked caddis. Right, I exactly. mean, I have no idea um with that cdc on it it might look like you know a bug trying to crawl out of this chuck who knows right um, well and you know that behavioral migration is starting to take
1: place now with bwo springs on the way well, i mean i guess technically spring is already here
0: yeah uh i saw one bwo today um, i was stoked on at least that. you saw one i saw one yeah I I mean, it's that time of year they're starting to move. I brought the dry fly rod, which is a dumb move. I didn't know the water was going to be stained. And it was like, the one day I decide I'm going to bring a dry fly rod, the water's stained and up, and it's cold. And I was like, what am I doing? I'm just toting this thing around.
1: I did the same thing on the Arkansas. I fished it a week before, and I didn't look at the CFS. And then they raised the CFS to 750. And it's you know there's just all kinds of detritus in the water. It's just completely off color in fact it's it you know it was it was pretty turbid yeah and i got my dry fly rod and right you know i can't just leave it in the truck on next
0: to the arkansas and it was like ah, i'm carrying this thing and sometimes it's like, well, you yeah, to, sometimes it's worth it you know it's like in your opinion it's almost like bringing the streamer rod at times or it's like you never know when you might use it but you know, I was like, I cast it a couple times just to make it worthwhile. You know, like I'm gonna cast this. Right, sonbitch. I'm gonna throw. You know, I'm, gonna throw I'm, this I'm gonna throw some double dries <laughs> right now. Just you know, just because I brought it, right. I gotta throw it. Right. Well, you gotta get uh, you gotta get dialed for. Yeah, the you gotta season. get some reps. Yeah, get man. some reps in. But start mining dries. They it's gonna be an interesting year around here, man. I mean, we got trips starting to book. You know, towards the end of April, and it's like, dude, I don't know if that snow is gonna be on. <laughs> you know, our takeouts are going to be muddy as hell. We're going to need tow trucks waiting for us.
1: So you said you saw boats on the water.
0: Um. Well, I didn't see any boats on the water, but I saw a trailer at the water uh, park. Oh, okay. That's I saw sure. a trailer at the water park. Okay. Yeah. okay. So people, I mean, you can float Northbridge down right now. Um, Where do you take out McCabe's? No, you t- you can take out a water park. I wouldn't take out at McCabe's. They're oh, still,
1: like, they there was a trailer at water park. Yeah, to- there gotcha. was a
0: trailer at the water park. Gotcha. So somebody was because there's no takeout below the water park. Um, just McCabe's. And you can take out at McCabe's. I wouldn't. I haven't looked at. You it. You got to drag your boat through right. three feet of snow. That's fun. We got a ton of snow still. Yeah. The nice part is, is, like, if you get out there early in the morning, you can walk on top of the snow. And you're like, sweet, this is smooth sailing. You know, you're walking around, and you're like, great, I'm on top of the snow. Fish for four hours. Yeah. And then you come back and you just have to post hole your way all the way back. You're like, this sucks. Why the hell did I do this? Yep. Not just, worth it. Yeah. Not even worth the 12 fish you caught. I mean, it is. You
1: know, <laughs> it's, it's good getting out. It.
0: Yeah. But it's just, it's tough, man. And it's just. It's that time of year, and this is one of my favorite times of year to fish, honestly, because True. the fish are hungry, and you get, you're get you out there alone. You yeah. know, there's not too many, you don't see too many people yeah. out there where at least I go. Well, the fish are hungry, and they're also,
1: you know, they're, they're also a little naive, you know. They haven't been casted at all winter. They, you know, they've been under the ice, um, so they're a lot easier to fool this time of year, you know. But um, they still are picky, man. Uh, I mean, you got you still got to throw them. I mean, on the Gunnison, you
0: I mean you got to be dialed. The Taylor, you got to be dialed. It is, and you know the thing I realized, and I just kind of thought about this, but if you go out there early when the water's clear, you can kind of see some of the structure, and you can see where some of those log jams are and right. those piles that you know beavers have either dropped or you know ice shelves are moved down or whatever. And then when you go out there when it's tainted, when the water's dirty, you better know where those sons of bitches are because but. you're going to hook up on them every time. <laughs> and I noticed that today. It was like, man, I really should have took a harder look at where some of these yep. stick piles are. Yeah, exactly. Because now I'm just losing rigs. Yeah, and that's hard, man. It's expensive, <laughs> well. especially when you tie all winter. You know, getting ready for summer, and all of a sudden you're losing all your flies right off the bat. <laughs> you're like son of a gun, what am I doing out of here? I'm losing all this money before I even have a client with me. Uh, that's why you tie it all winter. Yeah, I guess so. I didn't tie that much this winter though, so now I'm really concerned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, shit, I should tie a little bit more. Well, it's
1: it's not too late. It's not. You it's still snowing. I know now I mean you're getting on the water. Uh surely you kinda of have a renewed vigor now, starting to feel pumped about things.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But now you probably want to just, you just want to tie dry fly rigs, oh, you man. <laughs> you just want I'm to just, tie drives. Yeah,
0: I just want to get ready to tie dry flies. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not gonna <laughs> see that for a while. <laughs> right. Unless I go over to the Arkansas and I might be able to throw some dries, but um on another note, I did uh, talk to Dan Brow today. I emailed Dan Brow about the salmon fry release. Uh, yeah. Um, if you guys haven't heard the podcast with Dan Brow, um, I think that's in maybe fifth or sixth episode. There's a two-part series where I talk to Dan Brow, which is a, he's a fish biologist, head fish biologist in Gunnison County. Um, and we discuss a pretty unusual, unusual phenomenon that you Know is human involved, very heavily human involved. Where we release a bunch of salmon fry, um, fry meaning, I mean, two inch, one and a half, two inch, sure, yeah, you know, baby fish pretty much, right? Um, but they're kokanee salmon, they release them into the Gunnison, into the East River, and they go down into the Gunnison River and go all the way into Blue Mesa and grow for three years and then become mature and move up the river, right? But basically, this whole movement is when they release all these salmon fry. It's something a lot of people in this valley look forward to to go fish the salmon fry release. Um a lot of stream it's mainly streamer action, which can intrigue everybody, right? You know, throwing absolutely. streamers that look like little salmon. And um it can be absolutely unbelievable. But I did talk to Dan today about it. Um it's delayed, obviously, this year. There's a lot of ice that needs to break up on the river and on the mesa. Yep. Um. And because the mesa was so this is, this is what I'm thinking kind of by his response, but because the mesa is so low last year or was so low last year, there's a lot more river for these fish. A lot you more. You know, river. there's another you know probably four miles of river, almost to Iola. Yeah. It's almost Iola right now. I went and drove down there today, and the river's all the way out there. man. And where last year it was lake. Um, And so there's a lot of different factors that they have to think about right now, but it is delayed. It might be a couple weeks before they release these salmon fry, and they're still not sure if that's going to be the right timing.
1: And and there's more to it than just that as well. Definitely. Um, With the ice off, uh, especially down in Iola, uh, that starts triggering – growth from all different critters and, and, and plants. And blue mesa. Yeah. So we're talking about zooplankton, phytoplankton. Yep. These are all food sources for, for the salmon in, and, the, in in blue mesa.
0: And if you're exactly, if you're interested in this, definitely go listen to that podcast. The first one with Dan Brow, part one salmon release. Um, it's very informative and it does bring up some interesting facts that not a lot of people know right. about this salmon in blue mesa and the Gunnison Valley. Um, kind of where they came from, you know, the history, there's a lot of different things that, uh, we talk about, but that's a huge one, you know, right. waiting for that ice to come up so that there's something for those fry to feed on exactly. when they get to Blue Mesa Reservoir. Yep. So it is going to be delayed this year. Um, you know, obviously we'll try and keep you updated a little bit. I'm uh, still thinking we'll probably release late April. Yeah. Um, that's kind of he, what he was talking
1: about. I, I don't think I've ever seen this release in May. Um, I don't think so either. But you know we'll do we'll do what it takes. Uh, I, and mean, I the, mean,
0: what I what I used to think too was like the moon had a huge thing to do with it, and he was saying that no, we don't really worry about the moon too much. Nah. And the first thing I thought about was like, oh, when's the new moon? You right. know, and it's <laughs> this Friday. And it's like, oh, no, we don't yeah. really care about that. Now nah, we're busted on that. Well, I mean, we care more about farmer's ditches than exactly. we care about the moon. <laughs> but, I mean, those ditches aren't running right now nope. either. I mean, there's so much ice still on so this river ice. that, I mean, you'd be blown away if you come up here and try yeah. to fish the Gunnison right now. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are, and that's deterring a lot of people. You know, a lot of people want to get out and go fish. They got the cabin fever, you know? They're like, all right, spring's here. Let's go out and fish. Right. And they get out there and they go, well, shit, did not expect this. <laughs> right. And people come, you know, from Denver or whatever. And we, we've we been seeing some people who are out skiing and they're like, well, you know, let's go fish. And they're like, ah, neither one's exactly <laughs> what we expected, you <laughs> yeah, know, we're skiing kinda, or fishing. We're definitely in like, uh, you know, it's
1: purgatory for us right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're in between the Like I said earlier,
0: I mean, it's almost a limbo, you right. know, we're just kind of in the middle of this weird right. turnover yeah and And you know and you know fishing can be good but you got to work
1: for it you do got to work for it you got to put your you got to you got to put time on the water at this point you know you got to really do your homework really change out a lot of rigs really try to figure them out um yeah uh and you know be bold try some new stuff try some new stuff you tied this winter
0: definitely Um, there's no i mean it's not gonna hurt right You know, it's really not, unless I was with a client, you know, today I would have kept on the same thing. Exactly. But I was like, you know what, screw it. I'm going to try some different things and see what happens. Well, and the problem
1: too is it can still be so
0: damn cold that you don't want to change up, you know, like I can't change up because I can't feel my fingers. Yep. It was pretty cold this morning. (laughs) I mean, I think when I got to Never Sink, it was just above freezing, which, you know, isn't terrible, but there was also some wind today. Right. Which didn't help. I think if we, um, we saw 50s in Pitkin today. Did you really?
1: Yeah. Good for you. It was toasty. I think I saw... And then now it's dumping snow. When I was hanging out... In, <laughs> yeah, right. Now
0: it's snowing.
1: As I was driving up here, right? I'm like, son of a gun, it's I think snowing you asked, like, again. how are the
0: roads? Like, oh, the roads should be great. And then I yeah. started looking out the window like, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, it's snowing. No, roads are dry all the way up here <laughs> know, for the most good. part, so that's good. But <laughs> it's just, man, it's like... It can be such an awesome time, but you really do have to pick your battles yeah. and pick those days. And when you think you should go fishing sometimes, like I've had those days where I'm like, I should go fish. And then I kind of look at the weather. I'm like, ah, it's not looking great, but I really want to go fish. I probably should have stayed inside and tied flies all day. <laughs> and vice <by laughs> versa, by the yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. It's like, Damn, I should have gone fishing. Y- yep. <laughs> you know, that was yesterday for yeah. me. It was like, I should have went and fished yesterday. But I tied all day, right. and I was like, "Man, I should have done that today," <laughs> you know, instead of doing what I did. Spring's so difficult that way. I mean,
1: I went and fished. It's fickle, yeah. I went and fished the other day, and it was an evening fish, and the weather was crap. And I was like, "You know what? At least the weather's crap. You no know one's gonna be on the water." So I go out. But the wind just instantly picks up when I get out of the car. You know, it's like gusts of twenty-five miles an hour. And it just was cold. Yeah. You know, flurries of snow. And then I start walking away, racking my... I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm, I'm miserable. Uh, so I rack my gear and start heading back. And uh, the wind stops. Sun yeah. pops out. Exactly. I'm like, well, you know what? I'm going to go fish I'm going to go there. back out there. And then right when I get on the river... Yeah flurries so but it's oh, like yeah. you know what man i'm done with this it's just the way it is and man. then when i got to the
0: car it was cracking blue yeah I was like, oh. every time <laughs> yeah every time that's the way it goes i was just hoping i didn't have to shoot somebody out there today you know i was like well i hope i don't see this fugitive that they're looking for See, I would have been screwed. I would have bought a bear mace to a right? gun battle. Like, I, every time I'd like walk into a new area, I'd be like, all right, what could happen here? You know, Am I vulnerable? What's about? You know, Who knows? I have Dude. no idea. They had six, seven cop cars out there looking for somebody. That's not where I'd go try to evade the law. Right? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I would. I'd go there. I know that place better than anybody. They're not going to cross the river. Yeah, I mean, yeah, none of these cops obviously had uh, waiters on. No. I can. I got blinds built out there for duck hunting. I can go hide. I can go do whatever I need to do. I'm not saying I'm going to, but if I did, that I could probably get away with are it guys, out there. Are you guys hearing this, folks? No, I could definitely get away with it out there. I'd find places to hide. Cool hand cam over oh, here. Dude, you could sit on some of those cut banks and just tuck right into those cut banks and yeah, no one would even true. see you. They'd walk right by you. Tell you die of hypothermia. Oh, if you got waiters on. Always bring your waiters, dude. I always have my taco bag in my truck. If I'm gonna steal a car, I'm bringing my taco bag. You know, like I'm gonna bring I'm gonna dump this car. Okay. If I was the a waiter's guy, gonna help you a waiter's gonna help you at twelve at night. If I was the guy that dumped this car, okay. Let's put it hypothetical out here. If I was the guy that stole this car, and I was like, all right, I'm going to dump it at Never Sink. That was my plan from the get-go. Maybe it wasn't his plan. <laughs> but if that was my plan, like, all right, I'm going to dump this car at Never Sink. I'm for sure bringing my waders. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm going to bring a fly rod, you know. like I'll, <laughs> I'll get out there so I can fish in the morning and be like, no, never saw anybody. I have no idea. I hiked down from McCabe's. No, I didn't jack
1: a car, but I <laughs> also have not renewed my fishing license this year. Sorry, officer.
0: Some bitch, that's how you get caught. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like better renew better have all your affairs in order before you go stealing a car and parking it and every uh, <laughs> Bring your taco bag full of waiters. Bring your puffy. Bring a couple snacks. And you could hide out for a while. You really could. Yeah. You could make it happen. It's true. You could build a shelter if it snows. You can do whatever there's enough down trees from beavers out there. I gotta figure it out. <laughs> I think I got it dialed in. I'm on to you. Yeah, exactly. If, <laughs> If I ever call you and tell you I stole a vehicle, you know where I'm going to be hiding. I'm going to be in never If there's a bounty, I'm- Even Jared and I talked about today, and it was like, dude, if you ditched that car and boogied up that trail, and you could cross the river, even not cross the river, you could be at McCabe's in no time. And then from McCabe's, you could go hit county roads, you could keep jutting up, you could go wherever you want to go. Eh. You really could. Or you could go down. Down's more dangerous. I'd go up towards uh, town. The second you touch- private property those ranchers are gonna have you dialed though Uh, yeah you just gotta know how to get by (laughs) gotta know what paths to take like i was telling you man i was like dude i know that place for like the back of my hand why don't you go get that guy then yeah i do i was waiting for him why'd you waste your time fishing? i was waiting for him he never popped his head up dude i would have that's because he did what i would have (laughs) done i would have dumped the car and hitchhiked down the montrose I, i think he bailed yeah he bailed Or I'm not, okay, it might not have been a he, (laughs) it might have been a she. That's true, let's not discriminate here, we don't know. We're being a little discriminative, discriminatory, how do you say that? You did fine. No, that was not But not the first one. What is it?
1: Discriminatory.
0: Is that what it is? Yeah, now it sounds wrong. I don't have a college education, man. I do, but shit. Yeah, now it doesn't even sound like a word. (laughs) Yeah, you say it enough, Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Fishing, stealing cars, you know, a little... A little grand theft and a little fishing <laughs> cool hand can yeah exactly just jimmy the lock dude go grand theft and go i'd be like dude i was just trying to get my fish on man i didn't have a car to drive down here so i i went ahead and g- nabbed one it was easy well they only no found one him, locks their cars in they only
1: found him out because he was going down river donkey knocking every fisherman he found he was low-holing them, dude. Yeah. So, <laughs> somebody called him in for low-holing.
0: Ah, They're like, you're low-holing me, man. It was bait fishing. Don't yeah. bait fish on the gunny. They'll get you. Jeez, He was worm dunking, yeah. and they hopefully they caught him, dude. It's we'll big, have to find out. Well, big man drowning worms. I might call, you know. Like, did you guys get him? <laughs> did you get him? I was the guy out there fishing. Well, remember you know, I was walking behind you with the Well, you a remember firearm? we called in
1: the dude on the ski, dude. <laughs> oh, man. We haven't told up. that
0: story. Have we not? We've never told uh. that story. Do you want to tell it? Do you want me to tell it? Why, why don't you start? I'm going to grab a beer. Okay. Will you grab me one? No. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> so, Ryan and I are doing a little float. Um, I think it's it's probably mid-June maybe we're doing this float. Yeah, because we were trying to catch the green dairy catch. Yeah, correct. And um, he said correct. I don't know if you can hear him. But uh, we are trying to catch the green dairy catch, and we were fl- floating, I think, mid-June, late-June. Um, and we get down to the kayak park or the water park, which is basically just man, man man-made, ah, it doesn't matter. I'll take either one, um, man-made waves, you know, so people in town can go play in their kayaks. It's fun for the rafters. We probably brought this up before the water park, the fishermen hate it, but so we're coming up on the second wave of the water park, which is pretty mellow wave and, there's it's pretty much gunnison's beach right. right you know if i put it that yeah. way like it's where all the college girls hang out yeah exactly you catch a good bikini hatch down there you know do you want to go up or down Yeah, bring me up you want to go up just a tiny bit tiny you're bit a top. red line in a minute ago so i brought you down oh okay there we go we'll try that i feel i feel my voice sounds way sexier when it's uh, high okay we'll bring you up a little more um too sexy. Not, ooh, too that's, sexy. That's pretty yeah. high. I'm too sexy now. If you laugh or do anything crazy, yeah, yeah, it's gonna yeah. red that, that feels right. It's gonna right. blow everybody's ear. No, it feels right. Okay, let's get back here. Uh, <laughs> so we're about to drop into the second wave here. Pretty mellow little drop. And um we see this guy downriver pinning it. Pinning it on a jet ski on the river. This is not a jet ski river, folks. Like this is <laughs> these don't belong here this is a small river this isn't like you're floating the colorado this isn't below lake mead where you can you know this is that yeah this is not the pacific northwest yeah you you can't take jet skis up this river and so we're about to drop and this dude is just pinning it he hits the third wave the last wave jumps the third wave lands and he takes his hand off the throttle he's telling us to move aside as we're dropping into the wave. Telling us to move. As we're dropping in, (laughs) telling us to move in a raft. He's got a jet ski. Pins it, jumps up, almost smokes our boat. I mean, we got sprayed. Yeah, we got I mean, he was within. He missed us by three feet? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty close. Dude pulls in. There's a little takeout there. Pulls in. A trailer was ready for him. A trailer was already backed in. To the takeout, jumps on the trailer, just drives the jet ski. This guy was skilled. He knew what he, was he had doing. some motor skills. Yeah, drives right onto the trailer and the truck rolls out while he's on the jet ski. They go gone. So we pull over to the Gunnison Beach. There's all these girls in bikinis. They're like, "Did you guys see that?" And we're like, "Yeah, we were right there. We almost got smoked." <sighs> we call the cops or somebody. Did I call the cops? No, but the cops showed up. Cops showed up and. It was Officer Drum. Drum doesn't work here anymore. Uh, rest, I miss Drum, actually. He was He favorite. went back to Chicago, crazy guy. I thought was, nah, he, I went back he went whatever. went to Denver. No, he went back. I think he went back to Maybe he went to, I don't know. Who he, cares. Needed, he needed this more action. This has nothing to do with this story. Um, <laughs> so we talked to the cops, and we we're like, hey, you know, this guy's coming up river on a jet ski, almost smokes us while we're floating down the river in the jet ski, and rolls out. We didn't really have a good description on the guy. He was moving too freaking fast.
1: All I know, all I remember is him like waving us out of the way. And like,
0: we we were dropping in a wave, going, "Is this for real?" Right sorry, now? dude, we're committed. Like, what is about <laughs> to go down right now? Yeah, we're already dropping, yeah. and this guy's hitting the wave right next. I to I mean, us. you can row, but uh... we we're committed. There's no <laughs> way I could have back rowed out of that situation. No. There's no or way off I could no or off to the side. I had to hit the meat. You know, I had to hit it where I need to hit it. Yeah, and. So we talked to the cops and you know, we talked to a couple different cops and we everyone there saw everything that went down. Everyone for the most part, I think they got like ten different statements. We were oh, yeah. all writing statements of what happened. I talked to the cop, he ends up calling Parks and Wildlife or, you know, somebody, and they go, Oh, well I think he's allowed to do this. Apparently he's allowed to do it. Right. And it's not a prop what the hell he's allowed to ride a jet ski up the river yeah let's start running jet boats i've heard people talk about that and it's like no this is not okay (laughs) they said there's only one place in colorado where you can do that and that's the colorado river right right right. so i've heard and everything else you can't right apparently but the
1: in you can apparently you can I mean, technically if you think about it, when when we're at high runoff and you know It doesn't Beaver Creek matter is backed up. It
0: doesn't matter. You should not have a jet ski on this river. Well agreed. <laughs> this river's too small for a jet it's ski. It's not safe at all. And we almost if he would have hit us, oh dude, that guy would have been and they they got trash your boat. They did a follow up. They called me and they said we went and talked to him. We did not issue him a ticket or anything because it's okay for him to do what he did. Right. And I go, no, that was reckless. That You right. know, if he would have hit us, he would have trashed my livelihood. You remember, and he like, would have like, killed remember, us. remember like three
1: months later, like all of a sudden it started seeming kind of cooler. Oh, yeah. You're like, that <laughs> dude is a badass. Actually, that was pretty I don't want to give him props, <laughs> right. but it was,
0: like, that was pretty Freaking cool.
1: Let's just say if it's a uh, if it's like the zombie apocalypse, I'm running jet skis up the gunny.
0: But can sure. you believe that? Just, that's I crazy. couldn't believe it when it happened. No,
1: I was like, what the what
0: the hell what is this is, guy? Yeah. Doing? <laughs> what is about to happen? Is that a right jet now? ski? That's a yeah, jet that's ski. That's literally we looked at each other like, is that a jet ski? This right. guy's coming up river on a jet ski. <laughs> and mindful, this is a pretty shallow river for the most part. This guy had to get through a lot of... The only place he could have put in is McCabe's.
1: Right. I think he he had some... Came up from the the private. I think he had some connections and jumped in on the private. And, I mean, there's places you can put in on that private. I
0: think it did. I was pissed.
1: Yeah, I know. You're pretty salty. I was pissed at first. are you serious? Like,
0: I mean, come on, dude. Now everybody's going to do it. Right. You see one guy do it, and it's like, oh, cool, we can I drive jet skis have seen a single other person river. doing it. There's going to be jet skis sitting in the water park trying to do flips in the waves, and, you know, it's like, what? No. Yeah. Kayakers it's not are okay. Gonna, yeah, you're going to kill a kayaker. Yeah. We're not a- allowed to have a trolling motor right. down below Never Sink. Right. We're not allowed to use a trolling motor with an unregistered raft <laughs> when it turns into a lake, but this guy can drive a jet ski all the way up through town. No
1: prop. <laughs> <laughs> that's BS. Oh, man, that's, yeah. That's it's, nonsense. Oh, it's ridiculous. That dude's going to kill someone. Oh, there's
0: been so many fishing guides have been ticketed for having a trolling motor on their boat.
1: Right. Not running it, just having
0: it. Just having it.
1: So, wait, you can't have a trolling motor?
0: No. I mean, screw it. I'm going to do it if I need to. Yeah, on those windy days? Especially when it gets to a lake down there. Right. You know, at our takeout, and you got a mile to go, and you're not going to row a lake. Yeah, I got one of those for you. A little yeah. worm. Oh, it's in my truck. No worm dirt. No worm dirt for you. It's in my truck. We can go get it. I got to piss. Typical. Yeah, I wish I would see those guys again. Fishing by skidoo. I'm gonna start. Uh, dude, do, I'm gonna do my. I'm gonna start my own a, guide business. A, a, I'm gonna take over. Better move. Like as that guy's jumping up the wave, is just stick my oar blade out and just clothesline him and just <laughs> ruin him, dude. Just smoke him where he's full reconstruction of the face, dude. Just annihilate him. I would have been bummed if he broke my oar though he, did it. he mean, probably would have tore me apart if i was holding my oar and he's is, coming up 40 miles an hour on a ski do yours is carbon right yeah but still
1: he ain't breaking that That suck
0: dude that would have not been fun what well, and would then have, you got to rescue the guy after yeah, you just, exact, after I just knocked him out with my oar blade oh shit yeah great now we got to do a fucking rescue <laughs> there's an f word sorry <laughs> there it is. There's the first one, folks.
1: Well, we never took the explicit off of the actual. No, we did Right. No.
0: So there's one, but we're keeping it pretty low key.
1: We are um, keeping it decent, folks. So don't don't worry too but,
0: much. Yeah, man. If I would have. If I were to see that guy again, or if I would have ran into that fugitive today, man, who knows what would happen.
1: Well, if I run into Skeeter, I'm giving him a high five, I'll tell you.
0: Man, he's going to be coming up that wave, and you're going to stick your hand out for a high five, and I'm going to be bummed because I'm going to clothesline him right after that. He's going to be on top of the world, and then he just gets knocked out. I'm doing it! (laughs) Toast. (laughs) Gone.
1: Yeah, uh, been... i don't think we'll see him again i don't think we will hopefully not and haven't seen anyone since so no, i don't think he started no. a movement I... but maybe here we are starting a movement. yeah
0: right well good thing no one listens so yeah <laughs> <laughs> and we haven't had a podcast in over a month so we dropped all of our listeners that's true <laughs> all 122 yeah all of you small listeners out there <laughs> in radio land as Kevin Alexander would put it. We need to have him back on the podcast. We That'd definitely need to time. have him back
1: on. I got some more questions. Uh, he didn't get to field everything.
0: Hey. No. We've I've talked to him and he's he'd be down to do another podcast with us and you know clear some things up and go over some more things and um I mean the biggest thing I can kind of stress is just people need to email us, man. And yeah. you know send us their whatever they want to hear. Right. Um, cause that's the toughest part is for us, you know, we want to be able to field some of these and talk to, you know, bring our own insight on yeah. some things. Well,
1: we're just a dumb, we're just a bunch of dumb fishermen. So, I mean, we're not the meat eater. We don't know how to come up with topics. Help us. Yeah. I help, mean, we're trying.
0: Help us. We're help BSing you. a little bit, but
1: yeah um well we were talking about a little bit of fishing report we talked about the gunnison we Uh, did talk
0: about the gunnison i know the arkansas i looked at it today it's running 580 in salida okay so they did drop it was that was that supposed was that 750 their flush uh not big flush but i mean it was a small one just to knock out some of their debris will they
1: run another one before Fibark?
0: um yeah most likely okay um I I saw a good report today um, that kind of described everything that was going to happen on the Arkansas and how their hatches are looking and how their waters looking and everything and they're looking good. Again, everything's going to be delayed. Same with here in Gunnison. Um, Everything will be a tad bit delayed on hatches just because of high water. Yep. But Which is, you
1: know, which is very typical for for a big snow year. Yep.
0: Um, I got some good intel. You know, the fishing's been good over there as long as it stays warm. Even with the cold spells and cloudy weather, there's still bugs coming off. um, Do you get to dip a thermometer? I haven't, man. It must be still pretty chilly in the water. Yeah, it's got to be a little cold. um, But they are seeing some blue wings. You know, blue wings are going to happen throughout April. They're kind of expecting, excuse me, kind of expecting the caddis hatch to happen, um, you know, maybe first week of May, the big caddis hatch, and then they're going to see a big runoff, um, as same with us, you know, but even with that high water, you know, there can still be good fishing. And, you know, I talk about in high water tactics, hell or high water, I think (laughs) that's episode nine, maybe. I, I'm trying to remember it's hard to go through and trying to remember all these, but I definitely talk about some high water fishing tactics, but so the arc is fishing pretty good. Um you know, I definitely encourage you to reach out to some local resources if you can. I don't have all the resources. I haven't been over there in a week or so. Well, um,
1: so I guess uh a couple new fly shops are opening in the Arkansas.
0: Yeah, that's what I've heard. Um I and think, again, I I don't know all the info. So um, I
1: think it's uh the, a new one is uh there's gonna be one the downtown. next eddy. Is that what it's gonna yeah, be called? Yeah, it's called okay. the next eddy.
0: There's gonna be one downtown, and then I think there's gonna be one almost right next to Dark Anglers. Okay, which will be interesting. I don't know which one that is. Um, which
1: one, where's First Street? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't yeah, either. I, I never. There's um, like I said, there's
0: one downtown. Slide
1: is the most confusing damn place. It is
0: a little weird, just the way the streets go. But then then there's gonna be another one that's opening up. Like I said, like two blocks away from Ark anglers
1: damn Ark anglers had like a 20 30 year run of no competition This is going to be interesting it'll be
0: them. very interesting yeah. um you know but i think it'll be good i think that there'll be some other players in the game and mix things up a little bit um i know only i don't again this isn't positive but i believe there's only one of those shops that holds permits um, oh to guide the river uh, or okay. float the river, right, right. Um, again, this isn't. This is all hearsay. Uh, I can't say it's for sure, um, but that's what I've heard. So it might change a little bit down in the valley there in Salida, Could and be. The, you know. Um, but as for now, I'd say the ark is going to be fishing good from here on until you know middle of May, and then it'll change a little bit. Same with the gunny. You know, we just need to all that water to break up a little bit all that ice to break up a little bit but it's still fishing good but right. i haven't been up taylor i have no idea about taylor i've heard good things that uh, taylor's gotta, fishing well they bumped it yeah yeah they, they bumped, bumped taylor up which day. is
1: which i love this what was time it of year 150 out of the dam yeah um i love when they bump it uh fish start going where they should be yeah um you know how the taylor is those fish will just sit in those, water yeah they'll sit in those major thaw wigs all winter and they're tough to access yep uh but yeah they're they're starting to go where they're supposed to be um fishing's getting really good clarity you know clarity's always good on the tailors so that's fun exactly um but you know water temps don't change much there it's tail water yep uh but we're starting to see a lot of fish um and you know ice off just happened in most places about three to i don't know three to three to three weeks to a month ago um so there's a Pretty much all. You of- mean ice off on the river. Yeah. Or on- okay. Yeah. I was uh, like no, those on the, lakes are frozen on the lower <laughs> stretch. Yeah, you're still ice fishing. You're still yeah. ice fishing on the ta- on Taylor Reservoir. But um yeah, everything's pretty much iced off. Uh, if you're bold and you're willing to post hole, because uh, it doesn't matter what time of day on the Taylor uh, you're post holeing.
0: Yep. Uh, and I, I'd say same with the East. Yeah. You know, you're getting a little bit of runoff starting to happen, but not much. Right. I mean, it's still cold up in the high country. So you might be seeing I know the East can be okay. I, I looked at flows today. It's only running like seventy-five. Right. I think, you know, which isn't much. But the East is about to be pumping. Yeah. It's gonna start flowing. Everything's gonna start moving here yeah. real soon and yeah. we're gonna see those flows bump up pretty quick. Right. So something, you know, we talked about a couple podcasts ago. Maybe it was our tippet talk podcast. It might have been where we answered some user question or not user, listener questions. Um about when is the best time to be up here, and how is runoff looking and coming up for the summer? I think we can kind of assess it a little better now, starting yep. to see, True. you know, just how the weather's looking, and you know, we're still getting snow, which is good. We need as much snow as we can get in the high country. We will take it. But our warm nights are what's going to cause the river to bump up, mm-hmm. all the rivers to bump up a little bit. And we are starting to see some warmer nights, and so that's causing these rivers to move up a little bit. But I'm still predicting, man. I think third week of June. You know, I usually tell people during a high water year, it's like, hey, third week of June, last week of June is the time to be here.
1: So w- when do they do the when do they do the big like? You guess the CFS. Oh,
0: that's gonna happen in May. When do you I think, think? You think you think end of May peak? No. What do you think? Ah, oh, man, that's tough, dude. I mean, we can go for it right now if we want to throw it I out. I get. I'll make a prediction. I don't think it's going to get. I have a hard judgment. Um, I really don't have an idea how much snow is really out there. I know there's a lot, and people keep telling me there's a ton of it. I think
1: here's my prediction. I think if we I all make, think if I'm making if I'm making a prediction at peak, I'm going to say the last day of May. Could be you're a, saying May thirty first. I'm saying May thirty. Th-
0: there's thirty one days in May, right? I, don't, I, don't, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> find out. Uh, I keep going. Keep going. I forgot, my, going. I forgot, my, I forgot my birthday. This I'm, year. Listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. I'm uh, listening.
1: I'm saying if if I was gonna do a a, a rough estimate, I'd there's say thirty one days in May. I'd say late May, Friday, early June, <laughs> and I think we're gonna see. F- I'm gonna say I, I I think we see five grand this year. We haven't really broken it. Yeah, did we break it last year? Oh, uh, not last year, but two years ago. Oh yeah, I think we saw like I think we saw
0: like fifty two hundred. I could be wrong. And it was maybe for like a day or oh, two. Oh yeah, it, it was just very fast.
1: I predict it's gonna. We're gonna have kind of a slow spring, and we're gonna have just an
0: ejection of that
1: of the of those peaks. Up so in what's the West your number? Else. You're
0: saying May thirty first. I'm saying
1: all right. I'll say May thirty first. I'm gonna say I'll be conservative. I'm gonna say forty eight hundred cfs.
0: I thought you just said it was going to break. 5000.
1: I don't, I didn't say it was going to break. I thought we'd see 5 grand. But I'm starting to think about You're it. You're saying peak though. I'm writing it down. I'm going to write it All down. Right. Do am I doing my peak right now? Yeah, right. yeah, do you I'm going to say right May now. 31st 4900 CFS.
0: We're writing it down. 4900 CFS. Ryan McVeigh. <laughs> We're going to maybe we should take bets, dude. Well, yeah. May 31st Forty nine hundred. Forty nine hundred. Yeah,
1: I think it's going to unleash for a day and a half, two days.
0: Okay, I guess I got to make mine. Yeah. Ooh.
1: I can see mine scared you.
0: It did a little bit because I'm trying to think of when it starts to drop, and when our peak peak does happen in June too. It can happen in June. All right, all right, all right. I'm gonna set my date as June third. Okay, I'm writing it down, June 3rd. Now I'm having second thoughts. Cam is June 3rd, and I'm going to say, ooh, this is a tough one, man. I don't know how much snow is up there.
1: There's a lot. There's a bunch. I'm going to even go... I think we're at like 175%. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Son of a bitch. There's a lot. It all depends on how quickly releases how this is hard. It I welcome everybody to send us their bets yeah, as well. Please. We'll send something out. We'll send a gift out if we can I was actually gonna text Patrick Blackdale,
1: uh Patrick if we tell him ask him what he thought it because i that'd be interesting to see he's got a little folks.
0: bit more insight, I feel like. He maybe does, not. He doesn't know, does know a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> he knows way more than we do, I feel uh, like probably right. <laughs> um okay, June third, I'm gonna say I'm a
1: biologist, man. I know everything.
0: I don't want to like. You're already too scared. You're too scared. Even I don't want to prices right you. Like you know, I don't want to be like oh, four you forty nine oh one. You know, I don't want to do one of those. You can. I'm man. gonna say, and it's prices right rules. It is prices is right rules. We're we're taking bets here. But if, you people, don't. if people send us emails with bets, what the Gunnison's yeah. gonna hit. We'll send out a prize to the winner, okay? You only get an OPHJ if you get it just right. Yeah, exactly. You got to look that one up on Urban (laughs) Dictionary. (laughs) Um, Whoops. Okay, I'm going to say 4789. For some reason, that number's coming to my head. Okay, man. (laughs) 4789. Shooting the moon. I'm going for real. God, yours looks better than mine now. No take backs. It's a dollar if you want to take it back. <laughs> maybe next podcast. We'll yeah, talk maybe about. next podcast. We'll, so talk we in, we'll, talk, we'll talk May 20th. But like I said, if you want to send, we're doing this now. Yeah. If you want to send us your bets, what you think, the peak flow on the Gunnison River date and peak flow, if you nail that date and peak flow closest to, we'll send out a prize package. We'll send out something.
1: Yeah, we'll throw some. We'll throw a PFO hat in there.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll do something.
1: Maybe some Pro Bands.
0: Oh yeah, we'll do something. Yeah. Who knows? Have you tried out your Pro Bands? Did you yeah. put them on? Yeah, dude, those things are sick. Um,
1: huh? I'm pretty stoked on them. Pretty uh, sweet. My only complaint is I have uh, a warped uh, spool. Ooh, well that's your fault. Yeah, bro. they don't work on whoop, warped spools very well. They're actually on designed whooped spools. Warped spools. They're de- they're designed for perfection, which is what I strive for, anyways. So,
0: you know. I remember when I was telling you that I they even on their website it says it needs a little break in time you yeah know, for them to kind of fit in the spool. I've been using them for the last two weeks or so, and dude, I can't complain. D- I see There's I, not much to complain about. The one about. thing
1: I disagree with that,
0: I, mean, I have not had any
1: issue needing a break in time, they're working nope. perfectly. Great. And you know what I have realized? My tip is
0: staying right where I yep. want it. The, when I pull out fresh ones, like if I haven't used a spool in a while and I pull it out, it tends, you know, that band tends to pull out, but you push it back in yep. and it usually starts to form fit a little bit better. Yeah. And that's what I've noticed. That it's not like a default, I don't think. I think it's just, hey, I haven't used this yet yeah. and it needs a little time to break in. No matter what, it's night and day towards the factory uh, bands on those spools. And Uh, that's Pro Bands by Get Adrift Outdoors. And, you know, they're still running the um, promo code where, you know, like they they are still running the promo code if you want to get, I think it's, what did I say, 35% off maybe? Uh, Yeah, it's 35% off. It's Guided Trip Pod when you check out. And they'll still run 35% off right now. Um, And, you know, these things are – they're badass. They're
1: worth their weight in yeah. gold. Uh, I'm I'm loving mine. I haven't had a spool out, and it's
0: cool because I mean they give you different colors. Well, they look, they look pretty one. sweet. They do, and like you, once you start figuring out the colors, like you got to kind of color coordinate, and you're like, okay, cool, blue is three x, you know, right. green is four x, you know, and you go through the colors, and you can figure out exactly what you're looking for and it's pretty easy to look down but cool i need white that's 4x well
1: i took a little vinyl um pen oh there you go and i put uh yeah i put 5x 4x 3x
0: 2x all the way up
1: and they're labeled
0: perfectly people with memory loss (laughs) people who are drunk on the river (laughs) 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 or colorblind people (laughs) or color oh i forgot about that or colorblind i'm colorblind and dyslexic man i have to label things Oh, I label everything. I put my name on everything. My bloodworms are olive color. Yeah, (laughs) turns out (laughs) the bloodworms I've been fishing aren't the right color. (laughs) Why are you out fishing me right now? (laughs) That's funny shit. Uh, But yeah, those things. Um, I'm a big fan. You know, and and this isn't this is some advertising. No, it's not. Uh, Because we could have done that at the beginning.
1: I am sick of losing my tippet. I'm sick of wasting my ticket. And
0: honestly, it's in the middle of our podcast where people got to listen to it to right. hear if they want a promo code or not. That's true. We I've might
1: been, we might have to do a plug at the end or something.
0: Maybe yeah, we'll do a plug in. I want to rep these guys cuz I really no, like No, they're the awesome together. and the owners are awesome and you know the founders are awesome. It's it's Colorado born. It's, you know, guide influenced. It, one of the owners yeah. is a guide. He guides more than most and it's it's pretty sweet. You know, it's a cool thing that I think It's one of those products where you see and you go, I have to have that. I need that now. Yeah.
1: That's how we were. And there's not many of them.
0: Right. You know, there's not many of those fly fishing products out there. A lot of people buy, you know, all this crap that they're like, oh, I need this. I need this. This is great. You know, and it's like, turns out you don't really need that. Right. If you can simplify it like this, boom, easy. And they're interchangeable for, you know, you can get, Everyone has a specific tippet that they use, right? And so you can buy them for your specific tippet. You and they in in the pro bands cover basically every
1: major tippet brand there is out there. Oh uh, yeah, I don't know if they're doing all the obscure guys, but I'm sure they're they starting will. to. Yeah, yeah they're, they're starting they're, to. Uh, they're an up and comer, and I think they're going to kill it. Uh, I'm a big fan of theirs. They're stuff.
0: pretty sweet, and even in the cold, they work right. well. I mean, well, it, we'll see how they do. You know, in the right. heat of the summer well, when they're on a boat for you know hundred days. Yeah. We'll see how they do in the put sun. Put it to the test. Yeah, we'll put it to the test, man. I mean, it's and silicone, I mean, dude. That, yeah. stuff,
1: that stuff holds up.
0: Yeah. It's awesome. No, I'm stoked on them. Yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad you got to use them and check them out. Well, and we, we get to rep them a little bit. We're not, you know, this isn't a paid sponsorship by them. It's just like, hey, we like the product. Just a mutualism. Yeah. Uh,
1: and, you know, and for Superficial, uh, I had had a couple really cool photos taken, you know, of a nice fish I caught on the tailor and- you know those Tippet rings happened to be in the background and really kind of made the photo pop too. It actually just looked cool. Yeah, pretty unique. I they're, fished with my cousin Blake stuff. and he was like, "What are those?" I'm like, "Yeah, Dude, right. You gotta check these." I
0: think out. that's what's gonna happen is people are gonna see them and be like, right. "Whoa, I need those. Right. What are those? I, where can I get them?" Because everyone has the same problem. We yeah. do. It's not like I'm inventing this. stupid No, and problem it's like especially if you here. Here's the thing I think about if like if you're buying guide spools, you know, you're buying hundred yards or what is it? Hundred yards, hundred meters. What is it? Hundred yards? I think so. Yeah, hundred yards. Meters is the same as yards, right? No, no, no. Meters. Okay, longer see, the I didn't go to college. <laughs> um, okay, I'm stupid. Take that back. Let's go ahead and forget I even said any of that. Oh, we'll edit this one. Yeah, the hundred meter spoils. I don't
1: know. I I'd grab, have to look at. I can it. go grab
0: one. I'd have to look at it. I don't. I don't know. Anyways, the folks out in listener land know what's going on. Yeah, they know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But if you have, like, you know those tippet bands that come on the spools, they wear out. The sun beats them up. Yeah, they suck. And then all of a sudden you got a big cluster of tippet everywhere and you got to deal with it. And you're constantly cutting tippet and you're constantly dealing with it. So these things help. We won't say any more because, I mean, you should just check them out. Get a Drift Outdoors. Again, this isn't a plug. We're just talking how great the product is because we love it um and check them out on instagram they're working well. great yeah check them out on instagram awesome shit stoked on them yeah stoked really cool yeah i haven't been more impressed with i just keep talking about it uh, yeah, i gotta right. stop talking about it um i almost went off on another rant yeah right <laughs> we keep doing that but what else is on the docket um you know we've talked about how the fishing's well We talked about how the fishing is now, but... And we started to talk about what we're looking forward to. (laughs) Sorry, we're looking at a dog-cat situation here. Dog wants to destroy the cat, but knows he shouldn't. Um,
1: My fiance just walked in. Clearly, we don't have a studio. No, there's no studio here. It's just us, um,
0: and we're just winging it here. But... um we started to talk about what the year is looking like and obviously high water. And we started talking about, we, um, estimated what high water is going to be. So what we can look forward to is we, I can almost guarantee, I'll put it this way, almost guarantee that we're going to be floating and fishing good water by third, fourth week of June. And I tell everybody that, and it's hard to get clients here during that time. Wait,
1: do you actually think that? You don't think we're going to have a long runoff?
0: I don't, no, we'll be floating. You
1: think so? Yeah. You think fishing's going to be no, good? No, here's,
0: um, the, here's the thing that people need to think about that people don't understand about the Gunnison. I recently figured out in the last you know three or four years, Um, once we hit peak, it starts to come down. Yep. It's still dirty. It starts to come down. Once it hits three grand, it clears up, and it's unbelievable fishing. Right. And nobody's here. Right. All the guides are out just trashing big fish, and nobody's here. And we're all out having the time of our lives. There's hatches going on. There's you know we're throwing big bugs we're throwing hopper droppers along the banks we're you know it's amazing even though it's running three grand for this river that's a lot of water pushing down this river definitely is but it's green right and they're eating because it just cleared up and they're eating they're on the feed and it, it can be some tough fishing it can be really tough but that's what dials you in right if you're a good fisherman okay let's put it this way If you're a novice, you don't fish much, you don't really know what you're doing, it'd be tough. Right. And walk waiting can be tough. Walk waiting is gonna be hard as well because it's gonna be hard to access certain areas. Exactly. That's the hardest part. It's gonna be hard to access certain things. Walk waiting. If you're in a boat, you have a more of an advantage because you can you can access more. You can get to certain areas. But if you're just learning how to fly fish, this is not the time to be up here. Right. If you know what you're doing, you've been fishing for a while, and you want to learn how to fish high water well, come up here. Right. Because you can do it, and it can be amazing. You're not throwing size 22s. You're not throwing 18s. You're not throwing even 16s. Or 6x. Exactly. You're throwing 2 and 3x to big bugs. To big pats, rubber legs, to big hoppers, yeah. to big worms or stoneflies or whatever yeah. it is, and it's lights out. It's, f- yeah, it's rip snorting good rip time. Rip snorting, and you know, and these fish are moving
1: out of. They're moving out of that fast water. They're starting to. They're on the banks. They're not running for cover anymore. They're feeding. They're looking up. I mean, it, it, it can be real good.
0: And I, I tell everybody every year. They're like, when's the best time to be floating this river? I go usually march or april depending on water or i say last week of june what would you say what would you say your favorite cfs is on the gun eat a fish 2700 2700 yeah there you go <laughs> if it can run 2700 just pump it <laughs> dude just pump it i mean it's bass floats but if you can work all right. the water if you know how to work all the water out of a boat dude it's it's lights out it's unbelievable and again, you might catch good drink, green drake hatches, good caddis exactly. hatches. Um, you know, hopper dropper actions, insane along the banks, along the seams, along huh. the shelves. Like everything is lights out. Well, and
1: I've noticed too. Like uh, again, fish start hanging out exactly where you know they're going to be hanging yep. out during and those. And even blows.
0: places that you don't expect them to hang out, like what. Along, I mean, there's certain areas where, you know, along the bank where you're like, hey, you know, and I tell you, hey, right. fish tighter. Get it tighter. Get it tighter to the bank. You're like, dude, I'm a, I'm six inches from the bank. Get it on the right. bank. I'm talking like. Put it on the bank. Right. No, I can't cast over there. There's a bunch of willows in the water. Put it on the willows. Gamble. And the, gamble it. We're, this is, these are expensive days. Right. You're going to lose flies. Right. These are expensive days. And no, you're on you're on small x or large x tippet exactly. You know? You're on one, two, limits. three, x six. But you'll find them in areas that you would never imagine. You'll still find them in the Gunnison is not a pocket water fishery. No, it's really not. No. But you'll find them hiding in pockets that you're like, this is where fish should hide. You right. know, and you put it there, and you're like, boom, right. knew it. Yeah, places you don't find them all year. You can fish more instinctual than you ever have right. when yeah. the river's running high. I like that. You know, you can, and there's so many tributaries that you can float and so many creeks moving in and out and so many braids that you can go hit that nobody's willing to hit and you can walk to them and you can go fish them. You can park the boat and go fish and it can be unbelievable. And you're still going to see that top water. You're still going to see hopper dropper action. You're still going to see nymph action. You can see stream reaction if that's what you're into, but which I am. And the cool part is, you see these, you see these creeks that are blown out that are moving into the river, and you can fish those creeks and catch some of the biggest trout you never right. you won't see in July, right? You I won't mean it, see in August. And, and
1: for the people that don't understand, these creeks are dumping nutrients too, um, so that's really good places to start finding large fit large fish. Um, this is where these fish are pushing up into, picking off all kinds of nutrient rich water, uh, insect life. Uh, small fish definitely Uh,
0: these are great places to
1: find big fish and
0: again yeah it's hard to walk weight them yeah it can be but if you if you can pick your battles and go find certain areas and listen to the high water podcast go check it out but out of a boat once it hits three grand yeah it's coming down from there and it's green and you know you might be floating under a bridge going oh are we gonna make it are we gonna make it everyone's ducking everyone's nervous you'll make it and people have had their boats claim oh yeah doing it. oh yeah people claim boats every year to it and it happens but um it, it's unbelievable fishing yeah and it's fishing that most people would never imagine in their lives or they go i've never fished this way before and you're like yeah it's a lot different right and your guide's working your working oh, his ass yeah. off you're to back, get you you're on you back fish. paddling your oh, heart three grand yeah, yeah and twenty seven hundred twenty eight hundred you're you're back around hard just to get people the right, right drift, get it tighter, get it tighter, cast one more, put it in the bush. Okay. You've made the bush. All right. Pull it out. Get it one more, you know, just get it in there, slap the water, you know, stir them up. Right. No, get exactly. it in there. Exactly. Right. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's my favorite yeah. time to fish yeah. is, and nobody's out here, man. And no, the water, I mean, dude, nobody's floating. Right. Well, and as Cameron
1: said, it can be tough for the walk waiter, you know, which is how most people conventionally fish. Uh, same thing with the release on the Taylor. For you guys who have never fished a Taylor, be very careful. The Taylor yep. will drown you. Yeah. Uh, and we it, can
0: talk about that.
1: When it's pumping, uh, the Taylor will kill you. There like, are people yeah. who have drowned on the Taylor. Yeah. Um, it's a really dangerous, slippery river.
0: And when it's pumping, uh, big rocks that are hard to walk on. Yeah, exactly right. Um, it's very round, very round <laughs> rocks that will grab you. you yeah. Know, and oh. just uh you, mean, you slip or whatever it's it's very hard to walk the Taylor during that time of year but another good time of year to fish the Taylor is when it's running absolutely 800 right you know i mean when they're pumping 1500 out of the dam which i think isn't gonna happen this year i think their max flow is what 17 their max flow is 1800 the biggest i've seen is 12 their max i think is 18 have you ever seen 18 i saw 16 Seventeen? When did you see sixteen? That was two years ago. I thought that was twelve. Really? Yeah. That's a lot of water. No, I, of the I'm okay. Don't quote me then. But I'm pretty sure their max flow is eighteen hundred. Get lowered out of the dam. That's at the catch and release. Yeah, you can fish CNR that, but you got you got to be. <laughs> I would. I don't think I'd fish no. the lower
1: sections of the.
0: But uh, even the CNR is terrifying. But you're walking the banks right. and all the brush and every. Again, don't quote me. It's the
1: only time you blind cast on we'll the, have at to, the scene. We'll have
0: to fact check this because okay. I think, me, I'm probably <laughs> wrong, but I, I feel like it's their if, max is eighteen hundred. If out of the you're game. off, you're only. And a little I think bit they off, were letting out like 1,750 two years ago. Yeah, we won't see that this year. You don't know think? <laughs> no, nah, they've I been mean, holding the Taylor.
1: They held it all year last year. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we'll see more than a thousand CFS
0: on the Taylor, but. In high water at the catch and release. 1,000
1: CFS on the Taylor is <laughs> burly.
0: But at the catch and release. Can be
1: lights out. Unbelievable. It's the only time you get to throw a Pat's rubber legs at the right? c and yeah, Or 3X to a myces shrimp. Or 3X to a This is
0: the only time you could throw 3X to a myces shrimp. Which the rule books
1: say do not do. And I think we even said do not do in our latest podcast. But you can. We did say fish what you can get away
0: with. If you can fit it through the eye of the hook. Put it in there, man. That's when you're putting the that little
1: angle on the on your tippet trying to thread it through.
0: Yeah, right. She ain't much, but she runs. She'll go. Yeah. <laughs> and it can be at we're gonna blow up the CNR. Good. Keep people at the CNR. Oh, hey, guess what? <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna single handedly blow up the catch em uh, right, on the tail. You're right. We ain't blowing up shit.
1: I fished it at a, I fished at negative ten this year and there was eighteen guys out. I'm good. I think I talked about it. I'm Pretty sure people know about. I think the CNR. I can't
0: remember who I talked about it with. It might have been Dane, Damn. where I talked about fishing the CNR at when it was running. I think it was running like fifteen. I wish 1300. I'd like to see
1: like statistics. What is what what our catch and release looks like versus like the frying pan. Uh, what they see. I, I know the frying pan sees a lot more fishermen over the winter and throughout the course of the year, but. I'd be really curious to see how many more people fish the CNR. I love when they blow the water out of the CNR. Ah, it's and amazing. It,
0: it's just, you know, there's so many bugs coming down. They're blowing out. Yeah. The way I think about it. Well, and you it know? pushes
1: some of those big fish out from, abo- from exactly. above the wire. You know, those yep. some of those 40-inch fish.
0: I think I talked about it with Dane maybe. But, yeah, going and fishing the CNR when it's blown out, when they're releasing the most amount they possibly can out right. of it, it's absolutely unbelievable. And – I was lucky enough, he's never going to hear this podcast, I think I already talked about it, but <laughs> I fished with Barry Zito, I guided Barry Zito, who was a Cy Young Award winner, That's right. he was a World Series winner pitcher for the San Francisco Giants, super humble guy, again, he'll probably never hear this podcast, but... Um, he's too big for us. We had a great day on the water, never fly fished in his life, and the dude caught multiple fish that were well over 20 inches. Yeah. And it was easy pickings, man. You can fish it like a freestone, right? You know, because it's casting. moving so right. fast. You're like, dude, just put it in there. Yeah. it will eat it, man. There's so many bugs coming down. Throwing <laughs> instead of doing a thousand casts per fish, you know, it's a good maybe right. twenty casts right. per fish, right? Which is nice, right? And
1: you can catch, you know, pre rainbow spawn. I mean, you go to the CNR and you see people just <laughs> yoinking, yeah, just yoinking yeah. fish off reds. I'm gonna grab a beer. You need a beer? Uh, yeah, I yeah, definitely could use a beer. Uh, grab me whatever you're getting you keep talking yeah uh yeah you see guys down there just yoinking fish off reds it's not illegal um it's ill-advised i'd say don't do it just because we want our fisheries to be as healthy as possible but uh you know you definitely see guys doing it but this is for the folks out there that don't know there is a pre-spawn where the fish are pretty aggressive um they're moving out of that difficult water to fish and, and and into more catchable areas um definitely a good time of year to start picking these fish off and finding some of those big fish you can't normally access uh so yeah always be aware pre uh you know pre-rainbow spawn pre-brown spawn in the fall but right now yeah we're starting to look at you know really big rainbows coming uh making themselves known that we hadn't seen them in locations we you know haven't seen in a while so it's really cool this time of year a lot,
0: it's a, I feel like it's a lot easier to spot reds up there, definitely at the Taylor. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, just because it's low, clear water. The Gunnison is a little tough, man. I mean, you got to be careful where you walk. And you notice, maybe it's just me, but I notice a lot of them, you know, just sitting off shelves. Right. And, you might not be able to see those reds. Well, yeah, I mean the Gunnison you, doesn't. You might know better. Well, I mean, I know.
1: I mean, I know a lot about spawning habitat, but on the Gunnison, it's hard to spot spawning habitat. It's hard to spot below, reds below right. the dam, and we're talking the Gunnison around pre-rainbow spawn, rainbow spawn. Uh, the water's off color, um, yeah. So you can't see the bottom of the river in most places, and most you times you're not trudging are. through the river, right. though. Yeah, because it's not safe to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but on the Taylor, you know, be be always always be really weary when you're when you're when you walk waiting this time of year. Just you know, looking for those rainbows, looking for those reds, you know, shallow freestone areas, um, looking for you know little divots basically um, in, in the water. Just try to stay away from those. Uh, our rivers do get a lot of pressure, like most rivers in the United States. Now, uh,
0: you know, do your gravel pop. bars, you know, yeah. stuff like that. You yeah, I mean, gravel bars, gravel
1: now. bars are key. Yeah. Um, with little riffles running through, try to stay away from those. And if you see eighty fish sitting in one location, maybe just move on because <laughs> they are now spawning. Right. Um, and like I said, it's not illegal,
0: so you know, uh, it's a tough one. Yeah, you we an- don't. We you don't,
1: answer to your
0: own god, and we don't close anything up here. And right, right, that you know, there's controversy there, but yeah, nothing's closed up here during those uh, spawns and. You know, we might have something to say about it, and I hope that fishermen alike, you know, make a movement and quit fishing those, and you know, stay off the reds. And again, the Taylor is one where you can notice it more, right? And a lot the CNR, and we're again, we've discussed this before, but everyone should know the Taylor CNR. <laughs> we got a, another cat dog situation <laughs> over here, um, but everyone is in colorado has probably heard and a lot of over the country has heard of the taylor catcher release um and you know it's a lot more noticeable up there and so stay away from those areas because we definitely find people that are what we call raping reds going up there and pulling fish off of them you know and that it's it's frowned upon again it's not illegal it's frowned upon but we want everybody to take in mind, you know, stay away from those, and um, you know, fight the urge to yeah. go and try and catch one of those big ass rainbows. And tell me, folks, uh, I've been there. You're looking at same.
1: You're looking at two big fish sitting on a red that are easy pickings, easy drift on a whatever. I wasn't
0: on the cover of a magazine. Right, <laughs> I'm not going much further. than That's that. fine. I won't go any. Much. I won't go any further either. <laughs> we'll leave that alone. Uh,
1: you know. You answered your God. Um, it's not illegal. You can do what you want. But Definitely. I can tell you, it sure makes our fisheries healthier if uh, if you're letting those fish like we're in their natural we behavior. We preach
0: a lot. I don't know? think we preach that much, do we? No, I don't know, man. I feel like we're preaching.
1: I mean, we're telling people what is happening. Fish are spawning. Well, I, I think Even with
0: more. the podcast, like, we have a lot of people who are don't fish a lot as well you know we get a lot of beginners hopefully we get a lot of beginners who've never fished and um hopefully we're not preaching too hard but hopefully people know these things right i mean i mean this is a good we don't try to preach i mean this is (laughs) don't tread on me says the rainbow (laughs) Ooh, there you go don't red on me
1: don't red on me i don't know if that's actually yeah don't red on me that's disgusting that's not okay uh actually i kind of feel like this is a good segue um into uh, m- maybe April Vokey's article she wrote about um, just talking about. Continue. Just, sorry. No, sorry. Just I, talking I was drawing a blank a minute. Yeah, just talking about kind of a guide's life. Um, talking about uh, basically what I'm saying is uh, I understand that some fishermen aren't stewards. Uh, they don't know any better. But this is what I'm talking about, guides. You know, this is where you guys come in. This is where you guys are taking clients out. Uh, and you guys fish all year, all types of seasons, pre-rainbow spawn, rainbow spawn. You guys are the ones that are on the forefronts of educating, uh, you know, clients and educating new fishermen on how to behave on the river. Definitely. I think it's really important for you guys. Obviously, I'm not a fishing guide. Um, I, I just work in fisheries. But this is, I think this is a good topic to discuss. Uh, like April Voke, talked about in an article. I thought this was a really interesting topic talking about
0: how you guys are really on the forefront of stewardship we really are i mean we're we're right there you know we're on the front lines and we can make or break a lot of people and that's a big thing that we have to realize as guides and i know i have or you know trying to and trying to promote as much as i possibly can about conservation and you know um you know leave no trace and blah, blah blah as much as you can to get people involved and yeah, we're on the front lines and we have we have a responsibility that we have to do. Not only are we there to help people catch fish and learn and you know teach them and do what we need to do, but we need to be there to take somebody who does not have the knowledge that we know and is not in the position that we are in and be able to teach them how to take care of what we have in front of us. Right. Because if we don't, it's not going to be long before we don't have it. Exactly right. It's going to be gone, and we're not going to be able to do it. And, um, you know, Ryan and I talked about this on the podcast that kind of got a little messed up. But um, You mean the one that we butchered? Yeah, we butchered it. <laughs> um, but, you know, we have that responsibility to um, take care of our environment and, again, you know, make sure people know why we're all here you know being able to pick up trash on the river being able to treat fish right being able to respect wildlife being able to respect our surroundings all different and being able to understand everything around us not just that we're floating a river trying to catch fish there's a bigger picture
1: so much more to it
0: and it's really hard at times to get People involved in that. Right. You might have the businessman on the boat. You might have the little kid on the boat who doesn't care. Who you know is just dr- drugged along by his parents. You know. You know. You have a huge role to play, and I think that's what Voki was. If you haven't read her article on the Mediator site, we reference the Mediator a lot because it is a you know, it's an amazing podcast and, and and it's great what they're trying to do. Yeah. they it's
1: something we both listen to. Definitely.
0: Often. Yeah, exactly. And April Vokey um put on this basically she did a five part series of Hey, you wanna be a guide. Right. Here's what you have to think about. And there's a lot of different aspects, but a big one that hit home for me, not only the financial things, but you know A big thing that hit home was like, hey, you have to, you're there to teach and take care of what you're doing. Right. You know, take care of your environment and teach people to do that. And so, if you do have that businessman, if you do have that kid, if you do, you have to learn how to hit home with them. Mm -hmm. Not only, and some people you're not going to get to. Right. And I've, I've learned to realize that you're not going to be able to access everybody. (laughs) Yeah. You're not going to be able to change everybody. But if you can, if you can realize when you can, you have to take those opportunities to be able to teach, you know, the younger generation or even the older generation, hey, take care of this shit. Exactly. You know, you have to be able to do this. Right. You have to be aware of what's going on here. If you don't buy a fishing license, you're not supporting what you're doing today. Right. You're, you're not, not supporting the river. You're the not conservation supporting, of exactly, it. Exactly. Right? You're not supporting public lands. Yeah. You're not supporting the act that you are partaking right. in today. Right. A fishing license doesn't just buy you the right to fish. It buys a lot more. Exactly. And that's that's tough for a lot of people to understand. Right. You know, they get pissed for buying an out of state license for one day and it's like, hey, that's not that much money. <laughs> right. You or they know, upped it. They upped the what's cost. An, of it. What's a out of state license One day Yeah, I don't know what
1: the out of state license is I don't think it's much No It won't bust you up I mean no. it's like it, I think it's I think they did up the price I think it's like $12
0: Yeah that's what I was gonna say 12 bucks. I think it was 8 Yeah. 12 bucks. Yeah. This isn't, yeah, this isn't skiing at Vail
1: for $290 for let's take it.
0: And I understand all the prices you pay to get here and all the prices you pay to take a guide trip. We understand that we get that. That's our economy though. Right. All that money that you give us for a float trip, for a guide trip, that goes back to what we want to do. You know, that goes back to our economy. That goes back to Public lands. We buy hunting licenses with that. Exactly. We buy, you know, state park passes with that. We buy every, you know, not just because you're giving us money doesn't mean we're not putting it to where it needs to go. (laughs)
1: Right. It. This is directly going into paying people's salaries. It goes a lot to our beer fund as well. But (laughs) I mean, it goes into my beer fund. (laughs) Yeah, it does. (laughs) But it directly goes into the conservation of all these wildlife pleasures that everyone enjoys um and if we don't have the money to take
0: care of them uh then they don't get taken care of and i i think that's what voki was trying to say when she was talking about hillary hutchinson who i think i said that right yeah Yeah. Um, i think so it's not hutchins i think it's hutchinson um whatever either way if we're wrong we do apologize um but she's a huge part of backcountry hunters and anglers and a huge part of conservation programs and she realized her role was to protect what she has right and to be there for what she has and that's a huge part of being an outdoorsman being a fisherman being a biker a hiker a you know anybody who goes outside needs to support these things exactly right and again we're preaching but you know April Voki was trying to i think not only inspire people but give an insight to uh, what a guide is right. i think that's what we need to stay on sorry we're getting a little no, preachy uh, again no but so uh, to get to what a guide uh, what a guide
1: does to to stay on the guide the guide train but get off on a tangent uh, so uh, i i fished with the with my cousin and one of his buddies uh on the tailor a couple of days ago and i basically guided his buddy um and you know, obviously, it's pro bono for me. I'm not allowed to guide. Uh, yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. No, no I'm kidding. <laughs> Stealing money from everybody else. <laughs> he uh, he paid for beers. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that works. Then we might, okay, have, to, we might have to edit this. Out. We're even. <laughs> uh, but I did. After even reading this article, I did the number one thing that she said don't do. It's fish. I fished. I, well, one, I'm not paid, so i i came you to can fish. fish i came yeah. to fish i didn't come to just teach but this guy he would made four or five bad drifts and i was like telling him like nope not there little out a little further out to the right you know cross bank
0: let me show you how And it's finally gone. i was like
1: here let me just take your hand <laughs> and i grabbed his fly rod and i made the cast and i uh I drifted through the wor- the worst water in that drift, and I was like, now just a couple inches behind that drift, that's where you want to be. Yeah. Um, I didn't I didn't rope a fish in his face. Good for you. Right. Uh, and I picked it up before I got exactly. to the good water. that happens
0: 10 times out of 10 right. where you try and show a client right. how to make a good drift, and you hook a fish. Right. And now, you again, you can make or break your client. Right. Where they go, all right, my guide's showing me up, or all right, my guy knows what he's doing. Right. So uh, as a guide...
1: You know, I read this article, and I'm and I'm thinking, oh, well, there's got to be a time and a place for everything, right? Like, definitely is. So every now and then, so I would say you kind of disagree. Like, yeah, I'm going to take a rod, and I'm going to show them. I'm not going to go fish. It's not like I'm right. like, hey, you take a rod, and I take a rod, and I just go. Yeah, I'm going to go
0: because I've heard guide stories like that where, you know, he, my buddy Jared, he was out in Texas coast, and you know, they hired a guide and. He basically dropped him off in an area and was like, hey, here's everything you need. And he took the boat and bailed and was like, I'll be back in a couple hours. What? And he went and fished and bailed. And that's not okay. So there is a time and a place for certain things. But I'm not going to take a rod and just bail. I'm going to, you know, the only. Well, that's absurd, right? There's certain times where you're like, hey. I'm gonna show you something, and either I catch a fish or I don't, and I'm willing to sacrifice the point. This might or break the trip, might make or break.
1: Well, so I guess I guess an interesting point here is like, all right, so there's a really tough cast, really tough drift. Let me show you how to make that mend. Well, and the client's like, well, I can't, I can't do it. Can you? So one, you're putting yourself out there. If you can't do it, then now you look like an an asshole that can't catch that fish.
0: And two, if you do catch that fish right in his face, right, super fine line. So I trash the water by making a good cast and pulling it out, right, before that fish eats. Do you trash the water and do that, or do you let it ride and catch the fish, or do you just show them maybe a little technique how to do it, or do you blow it and then they're like, "Oh, this guy can't even catch this fish." Like. Who did, who did I just hire? It's such a fine line to try and decide right. when do you pick up that rod right. and cast. I see her point of view saying... Never. She basically was like, Don't touch. Don't touch the rod. You never get right. to fish. You will never right. fish. You will never right. cast. You right. will never do anything.
1: Well, and her perspective is definitely
0: different than ours in that well, you see a lot of fish And in a she day. talks about steel steelhead, right. where it's like, hey, that, that, could be, that be the one only, swing right. might be the only time we see a fish. Right. That makes sense. We might see a hundred fish in a day and she sees three, right? You know, there's a lot of difference there and there's a lot of, right. it's hard because I've definitely had good clients that I've fished with a lot. They go, Hey, I want to see you do it. And you go, do you, sh- are you sure? Right. You sure you want to see me do it? <laughs> and they go, yeah, I want to see you do it. And I ask them again, are you sure? <pop> are you sure you want to see me? And they go, yeah, let's see it. Boom. Fish. Right. And you're like, there you go. They're here there was something that you weren't doing and here, you know, and I tried to tell you, you know, I tried to help you. Here's how you do it. Right. I wanted to show you. Boom, there's a fish. Right. They're in there. But you got to
1: know your audience. You got to know your clientele. You can't Definitely. just do that with everyone.
0: No, you can't. Because some people, you will break their morale. Oh, yeah. For a whole day. Definitely. You'll ruin them. Right. And they'll never want to do it again. Like right. my guide caught more fish than Or I they'll did. never want to fish with you yeah. again. My guide caught more than I did. Right.
1: My guide's an asshole. He just
0: fished. But the whole thing is like, I'm a visual learner and you have to play off that, you know, how you learn as well, but you also have to pick up how other people learn. And she talks about that in an article too. You know, there's a lot of different clients out there and they all learn differently and you have to find different ways to teach people and you have to pick up different ways you might have the client that doesn't want to listen, that doesn't want to do it, that's a hard ass, you know, that's, you know, strong headed, hard headed, that doesn't want to do it your way. And you go, let me show you. I'll show you right now. Right. Watch. Here you go. Right. Boom, fish. And you're like, listen, you hired me for a reason. Right. I'm, I'm here, here to teach you how to fish. I'm here. I know what I'm doing. Right. I will do this for you. Yeah. You will catch fish. All if you, you listen have to me. do right. is. Take my instruction right. and you will catch fish. If
1: I go to your place of business and start, you know, say he's an architect and I start scribbling all over things, why don't you Exactly why don't I give you the pencil and you draw it? I don't I, I don't go
0: to engineers and I'm <laughs> okay. like, hey, let me tell you how to do your job. Right. You know, and sometimes you gotta step in and be like, Hey, I had a guy, um, we we're fishing dry droppers one day. I probably told this story, but we we're fishing dry droppers and his son in the back of the boat was wrecking him, just, you know. In the back of the boat. Oh, in the back of the boat, just wrecking him. He was listening, you know. it was like, all right, if you know, if your dry goes down there, they might be eating that nymph underneath. You set the hook, man. Turn it into a cast. Every time you set the hook, turn it into a cast. Oh, were right these guys down. both never-evers? Um, I mean, they fished a little bit. They knew how to cast a little bit, okay. and, you know, they had an idea. Gotcha. Anyways. Um, the guy in the front of the boat, he, every time his – his dry went down or his hopper went down. and go, oh, that's bottom. That's bottom. It's got to be bottom. Well, You'll never know. And I went, I saw a fish flash, man. I told you to set it, and he didn't set it. There was a fish that flashed. And he'd look at me and go, oh, that was bottom. That was bottom. i go, okay. How and we did this for about an hour. I let him go on. Right. You know, missing fish, missing fish, while his son in the back of the boat is just roping him. He listened to me. You know, every but, time that thing goes down, you just set the hook, turn it into a cast. Boom, done. <laughs> You know, he's it's a easy, malleable easy kid. Easy that. Yeah, it was, it was super easy. Spongy and I up. mean, he's in a, his son was in his 30s. You know, he's mm. an older guy. He knew what he was doing. And so finally, I, I looked at the dude up front, and I said, all right, next time you think it's bottom, I want you to set the hook. No matter what? No matter what. I don't, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to tell you to hit it. I'm not going to tell you to set the hook. If I'm your hopper goes underwater. Anything. If your hopper, you're dry, or anything goes underwater, set the hook. Let's see what happens. Right. Even if you think it's bottom, let's just see what happens. And it was a good day. We missed, I mean, you know, you have those days where you're like, we could have probably netted 50, 60 fish. Right. But, you know, we had one of those days where it was one of the best days you could possibly be out on the river, but the clients just aren't getting it. Right. Or maybe I'm not getting it, you know. Maybe I'm not teaching it right. Maybe I'm not doing some right. Who right. knows? I we all got to change the tactics. Yeah. You're not picking the fish up, but I went next time. You think it's a rock? Next time you think it's bottom. Set the hook. Let's right. see what happens. Just for fun, you know. Just for fun. Right. Why not? It's not. They're gonna my hurt. flies. Yeah, <laughs> you're not losing any of your money. I'm <laughs> losing money if <laughs> you break off. Set the hook. So next time it goes under, I didn't say anything. I just watched. We're fishing a little shallow bank, and he cast it in. I didn't say a word. His hopper goes under. He picks it up. Boom, fish on. And I went, all those times you thought I was bottom, I wonder how many fish
1: you would have hooked. Well, and that's the thing is like, he finally has that eureka moment,
0: you know, light bulb. Oh, okay. That's how this works. Yeah. And you do have those light bulb moments. Right. Where with clients, you see it, and you're like, boom light bulb just went right. on. Well, they it's not get just the, it Yeah, it's not just a client. You it's can, you. Exactly. Or you figure out how to teach it, right? right? Or you figure out what right. works for them right. or like I've even walked up to clients like girls are girls are really hard obviously in this day and age. You know, like I always tell them like, "Hey, I'm not getting fresh with you. <laughs> I just want you to feel the cast. I want you to feel how I would cast a rock. right. And I'll hold their hand. You know, behind them, and I'll cast the rod. And you're like, hey, you just go limp. Let me cast the rod. And I go, I'm not getting fresh. I don't want to be weird about this. Just feel it. And you see the light click. Right. Where they go, oh. Oh. And then all of a sudden, the girl's got the best cast on the boat. Right. You know, and you're like, you nailed it. Well, you, you did that. You got
1: it. I watched you do it with my fiance. She won't listen to a word I say when I'm it teaching her to cast. It was like the first cast. two
0: casts, and she hooked and into a fish. And she's fish, yeah. and she's
1: listening to you. She yeah. doesn't listen to me.
0: Well, no, you can't teach your girlfriend, fiance, wife how to fish or how to ski. Uh-uh. No, you can't. You can't. It's going to be a You got to let somebody else Uh, do it. And that's the thing. Like, I have a lot of clients. She's looking at me. She knows (laughs) I'm right. I have a lot of clients who get on the boat, and these are the best times where, like, you have a husband-wife duo that shows up, and they go, hey, look, I've been fishing before. I know what I'm doing. You're like, okay, I'll believe it when I see it. (laughs) They go, I want you to work on my wife. I want you to teach my wife how to fish. like, Okay, sure. We'll work with your wife. How about you work on some casting as well, just so you can see. And right. you're like, all right, you need more work than your wife does. But usually the girls listen more. Right. They don't they have nothing to lose. Right. There's no pride. Yeah, the dudes bring there's, ego. Exactly. They bring no ego, ego to the go. Right. The girls don't give a shit. Right. The guys are like, Son bitch, my wife's catching more fish than me. It's like Because you don't listen. Because you're not listening to me. Because you're doing what you want to (laughs) do. You want to do whatever you want to do. You sit back there and do whatever you want to do, man. I'm going to teach your wife. That's what you said you came here to do. (laughs) And then he comes to me halfway through the trip like, hey, I'm not catching as many fish. I'm like, I'll help you out, buddy. I got (laughs) you. I'll help you out. That's what I'm here for. You know, it's like the wife's fine. She's roping them. She's the, listening. She's doing everything right.
1: The trick to the male ego is just go ahead and get in the back of the boat if you're the dude. That way, when she's outcasting you and outfishing you, you can always say you're
0: in the back of the boat. Exactly. You got an excuse. Yeah. So if you're the- in the front of the boat and you're not landing fish, yeah. then you got, ex- you know, there's no excuse. Dude, you got nothing. Yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, I just suck. That's so, all you got. So if you're if <laughs> you're in this all you ex- got. if you're in this exact situation like ah oh, I know what I'm doing just teach my wife I like how we're doing the accent yeah. too people can pick up where <laughs> these people are coming from <laughs> these these people are southerners <laughs> Hey man
1: I I know how to catch fish can I bring she my this? Yeti one no. ten
0: <laughs> and I brought a truck to pull yeah it. hold on um <laughs> we're going off. <laughs> uh, but, no, that's literally how it goes, man, and you get a lot. So, I have, I can't remember them all right now, but I have types of clients, and I broke them down a certain way where there's types of clients. There's the businessman. It's on his phone all day. You know, that's the dude. On the river? Oh, yeah. The dude is on his phone all day, like. He'll just put his rod down and grab his phone. Curse you,
1: Verizon Wireless, and your right. good service. You son of a gun. <laughs>
0: Didn't even say the B word there. <laughs> nice, man. I've been doing pretty good about doing that. you been good. I'm trying to learn. Um, so you got the businessman on the phone all day that's constantly worried about deals going through, and he's got to pull over to check his phone. You got all those guys. Then you got the I've been everywhere, man. Uh, you know that I've been everywhere, man. That I've been that guy, I think, <laughs> once. <laughs> the I've been everywhere man Is the page Ryan's fiance is cracking up right now The I've been everywhere man Is like oh man I was in You know New Zealand and this dude Taught me this oh I went over to Tampa and this guy taught me How to catch tarpon oh I did this Bolivia you know? is way different Exactly. <laughs> oh I've never fished this way before I fished a roaring fork one time This guy never taught me any of this stuff the I've been everywhere man He'll tell you Everywhere he's ever been in his life Everywhere he's ever fished You're like cool Wish I had the money you did to go And he might show you photos And he'll probably show you photos I've been everywhere man So you got the businessman I've been everywhere man Trying to pick up on them all right now You got the drunk (laughs) There's always the drunk Well that's how I am when I float with you No it's a little bit different (laughs) Because you actually come to fish (laughs) The drunk just shows up to drink (laughs) He doesn't give a shit about picking up a fight. Right. He's like, "How many beers do you think I can polish out before?" I we want to drink there? and I want to talk exactly and work out some stuff. He just wants to talk, whether he's alone or with a buddy. It, you always have the drunk. He's on the boat somewhere. That's got to be a fun trip for you, though. It it can There's be a an, drunk tip. Well, you might have to babysit. Uh, you know, you might have to babysit throughout the day. You got the drinker, you know, he just wants to crush 24-pack down the river. And you're it like, could be a liability. Exactly. could be a liability. <laughs> and then you're, I mean, there's various types of people, but you're going to have, you're going to see everybody. Right. You're going to see all these different kinds of people, but those are the big ones. You right. know, you get the businessman, the I've been everywhere, man, the know-it-all. The know-it-all is not the I've been everywhere, man. They're different. He just knows it all. Right. He's gonna. Well, back in my day, Wait, you know, so does, we fished a copper john. Uh, okay. Does the know-it-all bring his own flies that he wants to fish? Know-it-all can bring his own flies uh, okay. for sure. The okay. know-it-all will definitely. So I have clients that bring flies, but they're not know-it-all. Right. I have clients. I have really good clients that'll bring their own shit, and they do their own thing. You're like, cool, man. Well, you know, I'll give you direction. I'll tell you what you should be throwing or what I think you should throw. But they're not know-it-alls. They're just out there. They want to, they're fly fishermen. Yeah. They're not clients almost. Right. You know, it's like almost floating with a buddy. Right. But the know-it-alls is like, oh, you know, like, if I were you, I'd be doing this. Right. And be like, okay, well, you're not me and you hired me. So how do I work out this situation right now? <laughs> what am I supposed to do right now? Oh, well, if I, well, you know, I know this. And one time when I was growing up, we were throwing this, and this worked well for us. You should, do you have any of those? Three well, words,
1: Bulb uh, worms. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, don't have, I don't have any of those. <laughs> Sorry.
0: You know, the know-it-all is always going to be there. You know, like, well, how about we do this, and this is the way I would do it, and I right. know this, and I'm going to do it differently. Like, okay. Well you're not gonna catch any fish then. See, I feel like I'm the drunk that
1: turns into all of those in about six hours of a float trip.
0: I wouldn't say you're the drunk I think drunk. I go
1: I think I go through like you the, go through I different run the gambit. Phases. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you go
0: through the phases where you're like all right First off, I'm the drunk. Then I'm the know-it-all. Then I'm the I've been everywhere man. Put your stupid BDU. Then away. I'm I on know. my phone. <laughs> yeah. Then I'm the businessman for a minute. The one thing I'm not is on my phone because I have the
1: worst service <laughs> ever. <everybody>. But <laughs> never works. <laughs> oh, I
0: hate those guys, man. Like, and there's there's a ton of them. And you could go through the freaking. You can go through all of them. But, think you know. of, think of think of a person. Just think of anybody that like you can't stand to be around just like you run into somebody you don't even know him. you just see him in a coffee shop see him in a restaurant and you're like i hate that guy don't even know him but i hate that guy we have them all the time right right and we have to learn to adapt and we have to learn to fish with. well him.
1: that was one of the interesting things that uh that i read in that article too she's like you're not just you're not guiding dudes that know how to fish you're not guiding guys that are super dialed you're not guiding guys that can make 60 foot casts and mend and and do everything you're guiding the guys that probably actually one could give a shit about ever fishing again and two are just fishing on a boat for the novelty of fishing
0: the other one is the old man oh so there's more Oh yeah. Oh I, sorry. I got I a whole mean to, list. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you. no, no, you're good. I got a whole list. I don't have it in front of me, but I definitely have it written down. We'll have to go over these again. Because uh, I have it written down to like every every species of client. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or like into the genus and everything. Like where do these guys come from? Genus where do they usually bio. where do they usually come from? You know, is it Texas? Is it Oklahoma? Is it New Jersey? Is it this place? Is it this place? I have it broken down to like a T of a whole chart of all these people, but you get the you get the old guy, the old timer. You know, that's he can be the node all at times. They all go through different phases, like you said. Yeah, and you see variances of everything. Oh, yeah, but I've I've had the old-timers, too, that, like, don't give a shit. Or, like, they sit down all day. They won't stand up. They're like, nope, don't need to stand up. They're like, okay. Catch a couple fish, and they put the rod away, and they just start talking. And you're like, all right, this guy just wants to talk. He needs to get away from something, and he needed a boat ride today. Right. And he wanted somebody to talk to He's, you know, the way we can equivalent to is, like, going to the bar alone. Right. We're like, I'm looking for somebody to talk to. You know, it's like I need – I gave you a Budweiser. I don't know where yours went.
1: You gave me a Budweiser. Oh, Paige, my fiance went and collected all the
0: – All the spitters. All the spit bottles. You got a can. I don't like spitting in the can. I neither do I. It's obnoxious. It's, but it's the old timer's fun, man. You get You get these old guys that crack you up and, you know, like – Oh well, you know, back in my day, and you're like, all right, cool, bud, you know, and they catch a couple fish, and they're like, all right, I'm done, like let's move on, right? And you're like, cool, and they just start chit chatting, start talking about things, and you're like, all right, here's my time to listen. And April Vokey did have a good quote. I have it written down somewhere. Or was it a guy rack? It's a guy rack quote. Uh. But it's the only difference between... Is it Guy Rack? I need to... I think it's Guy Rack. I need to give Guy Rack a call. <laughs> and uh, You know? Yeah, You got his yeah. phone number? Get old Guy Rack. But it's the, the only difference between a fishing guide and a psychiatrist is a psychiatrist can prescribe drugs. That's the only difference.
1: Hey, you are a Colorado guide.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I can prescribe certain drugs. You grabbing beers? <laughs> perfect um but yeah it's true man i've had a lot of people on the boat that just want to talk that just want to bs that just want to shoot the shit and just learn and just you know talk about nonsense and that's good that's what you're there for you're not there just to catch fish all the time you're a friend you're a confidant you're somebody you know these people never have to meet you again if they don't want to right And they can tell you whatever they want to tell you. I had an old guy on the boat. And I didn't figure it out till about halfway through the trip. Maybe three quarters way through the trip. I kept pushing this guy to fish. Like, hey, this is a good hole. You should fish this. You can fish this. You should fish this. All right, you should put a cast in there. Come on, man. Come on. Like, let's let's do this, man. Like, we're catching fish. And he'd be like, ah, you know, I don't know. And I was like, okay. This guy started talking and he just kept talking, man. He's just an older dude that, you know, we got towards the takeout and I finally, it clicked where I went, this guy wasn't here to fish. Yeah. This guy didn't want to fish. He just wanted to be on the river, catch a couple fish. And be done with it. I guarantee. But not be done with it. He just wanted to hang out. Uh, I
1: guarantee you're way cheaper than the psychiatrist. Exactly. I guarantee. Oh, yeah. By the hour? (laughs) Totally, dude. That was one day. You're probably like $100 cheaper. We got to the
0: takeout, (laughs) and this guy goes, "We're, We're really done? I was like, Yeah, unfortunately, we're done, man. You know, he goes, Well, we got some fishing. I was like, Yeah, we did. And that was it. Yeah. And he'll probably talk about the fishing. Exactly. <laughs> not about the talking. No, and it's like it's as a guide, you sit there and you're like, "Son of a bitch, this fishing is so good right now," yeah. and this guy doesn't even want to fish. That's whatever. The that's the that's what you yeah.
1: that's what you do. Yeah, but, I mean that's kind of what I feel like uh, for you and for guides out there. Like you're not just there to catch fish. Uh, sometimes you're just rowing a boat. Sometimes you're just yep. listening. Sometimes you're picking Wendy's all day, and that's
0: oh, yeah. all you're doing. Uh, well, and did we get clients from, like I said, all, all walks nature's, of life. yeah, exactly, all walks of life, from anywhere they might have problems, they might not, you know, who knows why they got this trip, maybe it's a vacation, maybe it's business, maybe it's this, maybe, maybe it's Maybe their that. wife bought it for them just to get them out of the house. Exactly, maybe they knew, you know, maybe the wife knew, hey, this guy's been talking about this for years, and he wants to go float the river, and you get people that, look up, and when you finally see them look up at the river instead of looking at their flies all day. Right. And I try and push that more. I've been learning, like, this is all learning how to be a guide and learning different right. things and learning what you love. And sometimes I just tell people, like, hey, look up for take a minute. A moment. Yeah, take a moment and see what we're doing right you now. You hear a bald eagle chirping. and We're flowing a river right now, right. and we got rock, we got nature, we got... Eagles, we got, you know, all kinds of wildlife all around yeah. us. And just nature, just yeah. the world. Right, Mother nature does
1: tend to make an appearance
0: and on the river. You get the, okay, I got another one I just came up with. But you get the God's creations. You know, you get the religious guys. Uh, and they'll look at you and they go, man, can you believe this? And you're like, what do you mean, man? Like, yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? You're like, can you believe God created all this? And this isn't a religious podcast, but, you know, it's it's the way it goes. You got a lot of people who Absolutely. say that, you know. Like, can you believe God created all this for us? And then they look at you and they go, you religious man? And the one thing I tell everybody, I say there's two things that don't belong on the river or at the bar. And that's politics and religion. And we don't need to discuss that right now. Yeah. We can you can mesmerize all you want and think about it all you want, but there's a couple things yeah. that don't belong on this boat, and that's politics and religion. Also, yeah, your God made a beautiful river. We'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your God did it. You answered- this isn't religious, we're not, you know, but no, it I just say- doesn't belong, you know, there's no point. And I've had people get in arguments about it right about religion and politics on the boat, and I go, look, I don't discuss it on the boat. And I won't discuss it at the bar. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to have a beer with you and discuss it either. Hell no. No, because it's only going to get worse. Wow. But I'm trapped with him on a boat. You know, it's like, we you got to set a precedent. and Be like, no, we're not talking about you it. You don't ever just grin and bear it? I, you know, I listen to people. Most of the time I listen. I don't say that all the time. Most of the time I listen. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I'll listen to what you got to say. I'll listen. And they go, what do you think about it? And I go, I think you got a great thought. Yeah. I think you got a great mindset. That's
1: an awesome perspective you have. You have to. Because right. if
0: you get into it with them, oh, it just gets worse. No, I mean, it just doesn't do any of you any t- yeah, It doesn't. It right. really doesn't. Right.
1: Are you going to preach your ideals on the river? The only thing that you need.
0: Oh, they try. Right.
1: They try. Oh, I'm sure but you have people that try to bring it out of oh, yeah. you, too.
0: Oh, yeah. But right. it's, it's like I said, it's not the time or place, man. Yeah. You know, there can be another time or place for it, but you do have those people. And, you know, again, we can go backwards. Like, yeah, I appreciate everything I have in front of me. But, right. you know, the way I think about it is I do this. I put the money forth and I make it the way it is. Right. And I'm going to keep it this way. Right. This, is how, this is my ship. This is how yep. I run it. And I'm going to keep this right. river the way it is by protecting it and doing everything I can. Right. That's the way you can come back... <laughs> Full circle to it. <laughs> right. Protect it. Yeah, No, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. But t- no, her article, we went on some tangents there, but her article was great. And there's, I mean, we can talk about the financial stability of it too. <laughs> I mean, dude, it ain't easy being a mountain man. Yeah. Especially with a four-cylinder <laughs> I don't know, man I have a V6 <laughs> Got it right this time I said I said a six-cylinder last I time I think you screwed it up Like, actually, yeah. it's pretty easy to be a mountain man No, it ain't but... easy being a mountain man with a four-cylinder Hard but to it... be a mountain man with the straight six <laughs> <laughs> It ain't easy being a fishing guy uh... We'll put it that way And she talks about the financial stabilities Which is good in her article, April Buckey's article
1: Well, I mean, do you mind if we get a little personal with it? Yeah, let's go Since we're going to send it? Let's go. How was how did last year poor fishing year, poor river year affect
0: you this year? It was tough. We you know, we worked a lot, but we didn't work as much as we had, right? And the times we did work, we didn't want to work, right? Because of how low the river was. It was a struggle for every guy to be on the river every day. And we didn't want to be there because we knew we were hurting our ecosystem. Right. By being there.
1: Right. But you knew the clients were there and they're gonna fish regardless.
0: You have to. I mean that's it's a moral dilemma. Do we fish? Do we not fish? Right. What do we do here? Right. The only way you don't fish is if something gets uh Shut incorporated up. and says, Yeah, you cannot fish, period. And, you know, as guides, we tried, we right. tried to shut it down. Yeah,
1: I, I remember that.
0: We tried to shut down the river as guides. We you guys were trying to incorporate at, the hoot owl. Yeah, we tried to incorporate hoot owl, and basically, what hoot owl is is there's no fishing from two p.m. to midnight. Um, and Montana incorporates that on their rivers when it's low water, and basically that's when the river gets above sixty-three degrees. For, I think it's maybe five days in a row, it hits 63 degrees. They shut it down and they do hoot owl restrictions. And we tried and we contacted authorities as guides. We knew it was going to hurt our bank accounts. We knew it was going to hurt our wallets. And we tried to do whatever we could because we know that we have to live on this river for five months out of the year, four or five months out of the year and work on it for four or five months out of the year and we knew that if we kept fishing it the way we did and i mean we did and the fishing was good the fishing was really good now is the hard part right as the fishing was so good but i mean at noon you'd see 65 degrees right in the water temp. Yeah. That was the first year I ever bought a thermometer and when I need to keep up on this and I need to right. check water temperatures I throughout we, the day. I remember we
1: had talked about it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you need to know. And and you were telling me like, yeah, you're like down where Tamichi is dumping out 65. And I was like, no. Dude, it never really?
0: sink. I mean, the lower the lower Gunnison below Tamichi would hit 65 degrees by noon. By noon. All right. Every day. All right. And it's easy to find fish. Because they can only be in so many places. And they're hungry, and it's, you know, it was hard, and it was a huge moral thing. And if it had been shut down, we would have accepted it. Right. But because it wasn't, we had to do what we had to do, and we started trips earlier. We ended earlier, you know, because we knew what was going to happen, and that was... A really hard thing for a lot of us guys to come to, but we were all ready for it to be shut down. Right. That was the worst year we've seen in over a decade. Right. And we were all ready to go, yep, call it quits, shut it down. Right. And we're going to take the hit in our wallets. I mean, the long-term gain is far more important than short-term. Exactly. And that was tough. Like I said, you know, I won't name any, but we contacted authorities and we- wanted it to be shut down and nobody would listen and everybody thought it was okay. And in my mind it wasn't right. And that's, that's my perspective. And I, I bet if you talk to, I bet nine out of 10 guides would tell you the same thing, right? That they weren't okay with it. Right. And they weren't okay with what we did and they weren't okay with last year, how it went.
1: Right. But don't just to play devil's advocate here. Uh, Don't you think it's better that you guys are guiding people, handling fish for people, uh, teaching people how to handle fish in these low water situations rather than going out there and
0: taking matters into their own hands? For sure. Yeah. But you know how the Gunnison was the busiest I've ever seen it this year. And there was a lot of people who probably didn't handle fish correctly. Oh, of course not. And there is. I know, saw more dead fish. On the Gunnison Same. that I'd ever seen in my and, life. And, you know, 20 boats floating down a six-mile stretch every day probably killed more fish than you could imagine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you and saw them. It you, was carnage. You don't think that plays a role? I think it plays a role. I think us guys play a huge role. And we tried to do the best we could. We tried to, you know, as like the money kept coming. And it was, it was hard to... Well, it's hard to turn down at the time when it wasn't closed, you know, is well, like, and if you're not guiding them, someone else is going to, exactly. they're going to find someone, they're going to go somewhere else and they're going to go, gu- they're going to fish. So the best thing people got to fish,
1: yeah, the best thing you can do is, is take try to the do it right.
0: right. Try to do it right. And try and teach people right. And try and end early, try and start early right no gripping grins know, like just exactly it was like look yeah if you net, catch a in 25 inch fish yeah we'll try and do something but you know it was like it was tough man and right. it was really hard for clients as well you know to deal with it and it was really hard on guides morale you know it was really hard on us physically it was hard on our boats it was hard on all of our gear is hard on everything, man. I mean, it was an expensive year for us. Right. So we had to get the money, you know, when it was coming in, but looking back, you know, it's like I wouldn't change it. I would have done the same thing I did. Right. I got to survive. Right.
1: You're a fishing guide.
0: Yeah. Got to survive. But also looking back, if it would have been changed, if we would have had who dollar restrictions, I would have lied it. Obviously. Of course. Right. I would have done everything I can to protect our fishery. And you know what? Maybe I'm not a biologist. I have no idea. I don't study the river every day. I don't see all these things.
1: Well, you are a
0: biologist in a sense. In a sense.
1: But I can see the effect already. Yeah, that, w- that was my next question. Are you
0: seeing a result... I can This year from last year. I think I can say, you know, pretty, I'm trying to think of a word. I think I can say pretty positively that there was an effect. And just the fish you are catching nowadays aren't, there's some fish out there that are healthy and that, you know, did well. And then there's a lot of fish who did not do well. And you can see that. Right, You can see that in their actions when you do catch them or hook them. You know, very lethargic, very out, you know, just not there right. and just malnourished. And you can tell, like, hey, this fish survived from last year right, and he's not doing so hard. right, And it's a bummer, you know, when you do catch them. Right. Where you went, you, you look at him and you go, shit, you know, like, pretty bummed about this. Right.
1: And this fish, even during... Peak season, great water. You can see that there's, you know, fin degradation. You can see that they might have fungus on them. Exactly. More. Like, you can see all these uh, all these long-term effects from last year, from one poor water season. Um, it can be really hard on these fish.
0: Definitely, and I don't think people think about that, and that's really tough. Like, in my mind, that's really tough to comprehend. Right. It's really hard to comprehend right. that people don't think about it the way, I mean, there's, there's definitely some guides out there that probably don't think about it like this. Definitely. Right. I mean, throughout the country, not just here in Colorado, not just here in the Gunnison Valley. Right. But the ones who do, you know they got it. Right. You know, you're like, all right, you actually are invested in this river. You actually care. And you want everything to be right. Right, and that's well. You
1: you can see you know those guys. You see them all day. You yeah. I mean you run into them at Walmart. You talk
0: to them all the time. Uh, and, it, and we'd all run into each other. Like, geez, can you believe this? Yeah. Can you believe we're actually floating right now? Right. Can you believe I actually running are Like, nope, can't believe it. Don't know why we're doing it. Right, but I have no idea. You got clients but the money's there and it's hard to like financially. Okay. So we were talking about financials yeah, to, to, to get back on, on task here. It's not and April Voki put it pretty, pretty well for sure where it's not a luxurious life. The way I tell people, I go, I'm rich for three months out of the year and rich to me <laughs> right. is my bank account has a couple digits in it you know like my bank account has four digits in it which is nice you right. know you got a couple grand in there that's rich to me but it's not the luxurious life I mean you really have to want to be a fishing guide if I can figure it out where I can make Forty K a year being a fishing guide. I love it. And I'm trying. I'm I want that. Right. Yeah, that'd be great. I want a guide. I want to do that. I want to be able to make money doing it. But it's hard. Right. It's not easy. And a lot of people become a fishing guy and they go, like April Voke you said, Oh sweet, I get a fish. You know, I get a I get a fish all the time. Right. I get to take people down the river. I get a fish. I get to do this. You don't. Nope. You don't get to do that. Right you work non-stop it's even after work even after you get take your boat out of the water you're cleaning your boat you're tying flies you're getting lunches ready you're doing this you're doing that like it's non-stop work right it never ends during the summer right and unfortunately that's all i have is the summer to make ends meet I mean, I can try and make a positive year out of it. Well, and I see
1: you frothing too, you know, like you've, you've guided all day long. And then you call me like, Hey, uh, you want to do an evening float? I I'd love to fish.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'd love to get a couple casts, you know, (laughs) but like I float you down the river. And even on the days that I have off, I offer to float people down the river because I'm still, you know, I need to have that Intel. Right. I need to watch people fish. I need to try different bugs. I need people floating the river. I need people fishing in front of my boat. It's all R and D. It is, and that's that's the tough part. I rarely get to fish. Like right. this is, I told somebody at the restaurant the other night, um, came good dude. You know, fishing guy. You might have met him, Bergy Dave Bergman. I know. He is. Yeah, he's an awesome, dude. One of Nick Danny's buddies. Mm-hmm. But um, comes into the into the back of the house, you know, into the kitchen, and he's bullshitting with me. He's a little tuned up, and we're talking, and wants me to tie some flies for him. And he's like, man, like, I'd love to float you down the river. And I I told him, I go, Bergy, there's not many times I get to fish, man. I get to fish right now. Right. And I get to fish during a runoff, and that's it. Right. Once runoff is done, I don't get to fish. No. And I'm floating people down the river. Once fall hits... Back at it. I'm back at it, and I'm or I'm hunting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I got other priorities, and she talks about that too. I I've met a lot of guys where they go, guiding ruined fishing for me. Right. If I ever get to the point where guiding ruins my fishing, I want you to sit me down and tell me like, hey, you need to quit right now. Right. You need to stop and find something else to do. Go pound nails. Go do whatever you need to do because you are not who you need to be.
1: Well, and that's the whole thing too is uh, guiding is not fishing. No. Guiding is watching other people kiss your girlfriend all day long. Here's here's how
0: (laughs) a good buddy of mine, and I kind of stole the quote, but a good buddy of mine, Kurt, you met Kurt, he put it this way: we He need goes, to get Kurt on. "We do. We're gonna have Kurt on one of these days." He he agreed to it. But, Fly uh, shop shenanigans by yeah, Kurt. Right. <laughs> I really want to get him on for of that one. Kurt broke it down to me this way: He goes, "Fish guiding is a lot like watching somebody else have sex with your girlfriend, and they're doing it completely wrong, and they don't know how to get her off." But all you have to do is sit there and watch and tell them how to do it. (laughs) And you can't step in. You can't show them how to do it. You just sit and watch and try and tell them how to do it. And he nailed it. It's like, yep, you're right. I watch (laughs) people fish in the front of my boat every day, and that's my girlfriend, you know? like I know how to do it, but all I can do is sit here and tell you how. I can't step in. You just got to do it on your own and try and learn how to get her off. So basically what you're <laughs> saying is you're just a mattress.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> basically. I sit there and just take all the blows.
0: Uh, I'm stained. I'm worn out. I'm not even, dude. I'm only, I'm not even. I can't think about like the 60 year olds <laughs> who are still gotten like, I'm not even stained or worn out. You heard it from here, folks. Cameron is
1: just a big, not so worn-out seven-year-old mattress. Yeah,
0: exactly. I'm I'm here but in a college dormitory. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but it is. I mean, dude, you have to watch people all the time and do something you love, you know, and right. that you're good at, right? And you have to just sit there and watch.
1: I mean, nothing's more frustrating, and and I do have personal experience putting people onto like a big fish, and they hook that fish and just watch them tank. It's, it's too late to teach them how to yeah. land that
0: fish. That fish is yeah. that fish is lost, and that's that's or, a like, that fish is gone. As a guide, if you hook into a big fish, that's when your guide starts getting serious and starts yelling at you a little bit, like. Punch your rod to your left, 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 high, 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 high. Strip, 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 strip. strip reel, 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 rail, rail. You know, and you're just yelling, yelling, yelling. And they're like, "Wow, you got really serious." You're like, "Yeah, that was a big fish, dude." Yeah, that was... and once you, I, I'm living vicariously yeah. through you. Yeah, if you land that fish, I landed that fish. Right. I caught that fish. That was for us. Yeah, and I didn't
1: get to. I all I got to do was yell instruction. And exactly, I, I, I just
0: got to yell at you, and I couldn't grab the rod. I couldn't do anything. Yeah. I couldn't. It's, that is
1: frustrating it
0: is and you have to watch it and you right. watch a lot of big fish get broken right. off for dumb reasons that you're like i wouldn't have done that right that wouldn't happen that way but it happens right
1: that being said uh we do lose big fish all the time as fishermen uh, as experienced fishermen it's oh, yeah. really frustrating when you do because you know it's you know it's a
0: what could i have done
1: differently right how could i have fixed that right and you get better and better at it, but for thrown two X. Right. That's what I could have done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> could have changed that. Why did I put six X on this? <laughs> so stupid. Jesus. Did you see that picture I sent you today? One of um he guides at Three Rivers, he sent me a picture today of ten X. Did you get that picture I 10X? sent you? Ten X? Ten X. What does 10x even look like? Trout hunter 10x. Oh, that's what you sent me. I yeah. did see that photo. In, that's right. He's in France right now. He's a chef. And he goes, Apparently this is what people fish down here. Well,
1: that's probably why the Europeans are out fishing us in the tournament. Maybe, man. Like I think Maybe. I'm pretty sure US doesn't really. I've heard that really Euro
0: nymph's well. pretty insane. Well, I just bought a ten footer. Oh, there you go. It's... Now you need to get a zero weight, din yeah, foot, gonna... and just high stick all day. Well, Apparently, already... they trash you, man. Yeah. I have no idea. I've never done it. Well, I don't know. I've never I... seen anybody who's good at it. Right. I've seen people try, and you're like, I don't think that's exactly right. what you're supposed to be doing. Right. I've talked to guys that are good at it. I've never fished with
1: them. Like, Gardunio, um, he's a good check Uh, You know, the biologist down in Montrose. I know he's a good check checknipper, so. But it's like... But he won't give me any
0: information. There's different flies. There's all the. It's like, why? I don't get it. Oh, I just what's tied the a, difference? I just tied a bunch of leaders. What's the difference? I was, uh, somebody write in, somebody email us and tell me what's the difference. Or just write Between in. Between taking a high stick or a check nympher to, you know, a nymph. Right. Write in and tell me. Because right. I want to know.
1: I mean, I've done it at the CNR because I could see my fly and I put it's it right different. in the breadcrumb. Right it's in the bread completely backs. different. Yeah. But they're fishing fast, riffles We like still that.
0: have an indicator on, but the indicator is right. basically for our distance. Right. We're not using it. Right. Are we check-nymphing? No, we're not check-nymphing. Can you check-nymph at the CNR? Yeah.
1: In
2: and fact, do
0: I,
1: well? Oh, yeah. I think that's the best way to do it.
0: What the hell are we doing, then?
1: Well, I'm, I've been check-nymphing at the CNR. Have I not? Well, no, you're an indicator.
0: You don't use an indicator?
1: Uh, I mean, I do, but I'll just pick up my, I'll pick up my flies and negate the in, negate the indicator and swing it. Do you through
0: have weight later. on there, or are they just weighted flies?
1: Yeah, I use weight. Are
0: you doing it right? No,
1: of course I'm not doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm catching three more fish than ten-footer? I normally do. I, do you I, have a ten foot two weight? I do. It's in a box. <laughs> I never break it. Up. <laughs>
0: i mean okay my 10 footers is a bvk which is look i know these guys big. are well but i don't i don't understand it no i have no way of understanding it and so like i said somebody needs to write in and tell me how to understand uh, it yeah it's i've read
1: so much on the topic i've read so much on the topic but my issue isn't uh literature <laughs> my issue is experience uh you can read all day long till the cows come home but at the end of the day you gotta go out and do it but when you go out and do this and you have no idea what you're doing it doesn't really help you very much you know uh you can you can you can buy a five thousand dollar boat you can buy a ten thousand dollar boat you can buy an oar rig you can buy all these things and then go float the arkansas without any instruction you're gonna Freaking swim, you're not gonna make it, <laughs> it's not gonna work for you. Uh, you need someone out there that's showing you how to do it. Um, and unfortunately, I just don't really know how to do it. Um, and like I said, I've read all the literature, I've even built I mean, I bought all this new 10 pound, 20 pound, 15 pound maxima, I'm building all these Spanish, French leaders. Um, <laughs> I don't, but I don't know how to fish any of them. <laughs> so I, I
0: yeah, but for why? Why are you doing that?
1: Well, I'll tell you why.
0: Because I'm freaking insane, man, and I don't. <laughs> I don't. Okay.
1: Because I'm a fly fisherman. Here's and what I, I want to you know, do. I, I want to take money.
0: one of those little 16 year olds that are, enters all these competitions and does all these, you know, fly fishing competitions. Take one of them and be like, "All right, here's what we need to do. We need to fish side by side." or just fish the same hole. Right. I, but there's no way of comparing that because one person fishes a hole, they could fish right. it out really quick. Right. It's like, how do we how do we compare the two? Right. Does my indicator do better than your check nymph? I don't know. Right. Well, I've, I don't think it's good out of a boat. You don't see any of them doing it out no. of a boat. No.
1: It's just like spay casting. You don't spay cast from a boat. You take a boat and then you go to yeah, an area where you like can Like I said,
0: it. somebody needs to write in and be like, hey, you're a fool. This is how you do it.
1: Oh, and... Uh, And I know it's effective, but for instance, I was fishing with a buddy the other day that, you know, he's a a good fisherman, really good fisherman, uh, but he puts a lot of stock into what other people say versus like- Ah, that's
0: stupid. (laughs) Versus
1: like a lot of no experience. Like he's like, oh, well- if people I people tell me to do this, right. If this I had, is what I've If heard. I have Evan, whatever from the U.S. fishing team, if he was right here, he would have caught twenty fish. I'm like, oh, I don't think he would have. You that's know, that's the thing. This man. is after we had a two fish day on the
0: Arkansas. Well, I caught two fish. Him and his son caught zero. But and it's like I don't take no for an answer. If I'm not catching fish, and I'm like, all right, there's something wrong. Right. Yeah, maybe there's you know, climate. Stuff going on. Maybe there's a storm coming in. Maybe there's barometric pressure, blah, blah, blah. You know, like today, is like I didn't catch that many fish that I expected to catch. There's a storm coming in. You know, it's snowing now. Right. But I don't take no for an answer. I really don't. And I never have. It's like if I'm not catching fish, there's something wrong. Yeah. I do, man. I mean, I have days like that where I'm like, it's. It's just I don't do that at, the, at pleasure park. Oh. There's no way I'm like yeah, whatever it's pleasure park. I don't care if I'm not catching fish. That's usually how it goes down. There. <laughs> There's days I have that right where
1: you just feel like you know what well and you know you ask the question you know, but you're if I there. if I go to my sorry go ahead no you're sitting there and you've had you know you worked your tail off you changed out every rig you can think of you fished every different tactic you could work out I mean you threw. Every single thing under the sun that you knew that should work, and you come out with a three fish day. You even pump stomachs, and you fish what the
0: fish were eating, and you're still not catching fish. There's, there's these something days, else. Well, there's got to be there's those days. There's gotta be weight. There's yeah. gotta be depth. Right. There's gotta be something that's not right, right. but in my is, head. Right in but my head. Exactly. And this is what I'm asking the question. Like, all right,
1: if I fix, if I'm fishing next to, you know. Uh, you know, Landon Meyer, Charlie Daniel, Pat Dorsey, whatever. Yeah, I mean, are these guys outfishing me today? Like, I just don't know. No, but these are when I, we've outfished them, right? I mean, we've outfished them in some places, but I mean, I, I, I will go ahead and assume these guys are better. They fishermen know what they're today. doing. Yes, 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 yes. yes. I, I, in fact, I know for a fact they're better fishermen than me. I would never even claim otherwise. No, uh, never. I'm a good fisherman. I'm not a great fisherman, and I, I'm not there yet. But
0: it's one of those things. Like, okay. Like, your home water, but that's, your but that's home the question. hole. That's the question like, I'm asking. Like, would these guys be picking up, would these guys be having a 15-fish day on my three-fish day? Okay, let's say this, too. Like, you go to your best spot. Like, you know you always pick up fish there. You know the whole well. You know where all the fish hide. You know the bugs. You know everything. You pick up, let's say you pick up six fish, okay? And then you put one of these Euro check niffers in there. Do you think they're gonna do better? Like give you, give you an hour, right? And you pick up six fish in an hour, right? Let's say that. Do you think one of these dudes is gonna come in and just be like, <sighs> and just rope them? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. It's hard for so. me to believe. Yeah,
1: I don't. I don't know. I just don't know.
0: I have. I've I'd never... like to watch them throw a dry fly. <laughs> this is what I want to see right I have no idea that's or what I'm saying if somebody has something to fish. say like you idiots, here's how you euro nymph here's how you check nymph yeah, they're way better than throwing right. an indicator tell me I want to hear oh, and I
1: would love I want to hear about like it. I said I would love to sit next to these competitive fish I know
0: they're good because I, I fished with Noel the other day and like um one of our buddies he's we're planning on having we keep telling you guys we're gonna plan on having people on the podcast. We're working on turns it. turns out winter's busier than you think. Yeah, we're working on it. But I fished with our buddy Noel the other day, and, you know, he was telling me... Was Shout like, out to Noel. I miss that guy. Yeah, game. I miss Noel. It was fun fishing with him the yeah, other I day. Pretty, I haven't fished with him in a while. I and was, it was jealous. A good and a hell of a fisherman, too. He is, man. And it, it was a good time, and, you know, we had some fun, which is the best part about it, that we just had a good time on the river. And fishing was pretty good, but... um. You know, like he was telling me, he goes, have you ever seen these Czech nymphers, these year nymphers? I was like, man, I again, I've never seen anybody who can do it good. Right. Obviously, I've seen videos, you know, I've seen people do it, but I've never witnessed in person somebody who can do it well. And he goes, dude, those guys rope them. Like, it's unbelievable to watch these people just rope them. You're like, why? What's the difference? Right. What's the difference? And he goes, I don't know what it is, but they just hammer him. But it's like you can high stick an indicator rig. Indicator doesn't even have to be on the water. Are you check niffing if your indicator's not on the water? Yeah, but when you check niffing, you're using different flies, weighted flies. Yeah, but why? Were you, I'm still using weighted flies. Yeah, I mean, dude. If Okay, I let's put know. it this way. See, I don't know. If my indicator is not on the water, let's say I'm high sticking. I still have an indicator on my line. Yeah. Am I check nipping? Yeah, that's check nipping. <laughs> For sure. I mean, I think that's the definition of check
1: <laughs>
0: But I still have an indicator right. on there. I also don't know. But if I, th- I drop that line now, all of a sudden my indicators on the water, I'm no longer checking. Well, I don't – these tournament guys, are not allowed to fish indicators, no. right? That's illegal.
1: I don't know. Is it illegal because indicators don't are actually ask me. more effective? Don't <laughs> ask
0: Exactly. Is it more effective right. to have an indicator they or they actually, do they have – are right. they dragging their flies? Right. Are they pulling them? Right. What is it? Are they foul hooking? I pull my flies all the time. Are they foul hooking fish? Yeah, but they got a judge there.
1: Yeah.
0: That's in there. Like, are you saying they're foul hooking them, just pulling it into their mouths? I don't know. They see a fish and they're just pulling it into their mouths, but they don't have an indicator on, so it's right. I don't know. What are you saying? See, we don't know. No clue. And Maybe I, we should do some research. Also, on also I'm not we're saying, going off on some shit. I'm also but saying like, check nippers
1: do not foul hook fish in the mouth. I'm not accusing them of that. I, I'm How saying, can you foul hook a fish in the mouth? I I've done it at the CNR when I've gotten frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> but you get lucky that it was foul hooked in the mouth. No, I watched it. Like
0: <laughs> but what's the difference, you know? What's the difference? I high stick all the time, and I pull flies through holes, and I hook fish. If I swing a fly, I'm right. not watching my indicator. I mean,
1: we have a certain secret hole we're going to be fishing really soon that you do fish that tactic. I can't think very right well. Well, I'm
0: not going to say it out loud. That's fine. Trying to think, but yeah. I, nothing's coming to mind. Yeah,
1: I'm not going to say it out loud. This oh, one's, I know. This one's near and dear to my heart, so I can't say it out I loud. I think I know. Also, I despise people that do that. Like, oh, I know something you don't know. I just did that. I'm an asshole. I'm sorry. No, you're not an asshole. Like, we can't give too much up. Wow. I I think there's one thing we won't do is give up spots. We'll talk about the Guns. We'll talk about Taylor. We'll talk about the East. We'll talk about major rivers.
0: The creeks. There's things you should know about us. Yeah. We're not going to give up. The creeks sure. you earn. And you, if you've listened to all these podcasts, which I don't know how many people have, but well, I actually do. I have a good number. You know exactly that not too. I know. <laughs> I know the exact number of people who have listened to these podcasts, but we don't give up shit. We're not going to sell anybody out. We're not going to, we might say some things that are. Controversial about people or about places. If you know
1: it's you, then it's probably you.
0: Yeah. But we're not
1: going to blow yeah. anyone up. We're not no. going to use names. And we don't blow up spots. No.
0: There's no point.
1: No. Because we live up here. God, there's so few secrets, anyways.
0: With Google Maps, you know, Onyx, there's <sighs> like, you can't go anywhere anymore. Just got on I was listening on, or not listening. I was looking at Onyx today and some hunting spots that I want to go hunt this year. And I was like, man, people never had this back in the day. They didn't know where private was. They (laughs) They didn't know where all these roads were. They didn't know any of this. And now you can look at fishing spots and do the same thing. like, oh, I know how to get to that now. It's unbelievable that you can get to some of these fishing spots. And we've been down fishing spots that, like, before Google Maps – maps before on x where i've taken these spots and been like hey i know this from experience right don't drive down this road right this is where you need to park your truck you're gonna get stuck if you drive this down this road and you're gonna have to get towed out and you're gonna it's gonna be an expensive tow because we're like eight miles in i don't even know how you get towed out of there there's no way to get... You know what I'm talking about. A, there's no way yeah. to get towed out of there. I, think you have I to... drove it with a four-wheeler, and we almost flipped a four-wheeler. Uh, that place is lethal. Lethal. <laughs> but there's tons of spots like that right. where it's like... But here's the thing. Jared is explaining this to me where he goes, even with Onyx, even with Google Maps, even with everything that you see on social media, everything these days... How many people want to work for it? Right. Not many. Right. Not many people. They might see it and go, oh, that's a cool spot. And they might tell somebody else about it. But how many people want to work for it? Yeah. That's the big thing. Well, and those
1: are the only spots that are still pure. Uh, those are the only spots that, even though you know people know, people still don't go. And I've had we've had days where we're like, eh. Yeah. your truck or mine I don't want to take my truck in there
0: oh and I'll take my truck every day yeah that's why I need you, know, you. let's need roll you. it <laughs> let's get in some insurance <laughs> yeah. my truck no, my truck's not worth as much anymore I mean that's what it is it's like hey if I'm willing to go to these spots I'm gonna work for them and I'm gonna go and I'm gonna have to hike in from a certain area and I'm gonna have to do this you know but it is cool because you can find certain spots on Nx you know that right. you might not have ever seen before true true and you can go whoa I want to check that area out like I got the hunting spot I just found I was like I was hanging out with Jared, and I go dude we need to go up here in the summer and go fish some of these creeks right We need to go scout and go fish these creeks and just go check them out That's the thing just you got to go far
1: I mean do you know how many
0: dry river so beds I've far, hiked far
1: though I've dry, I've hiked probably 20 30 dry river beds that just looked good topographically. Oh, yeah. That were just a bust. <laughs> oh,
0: did you get worn out and you just get beat up and you just like? It, back in the day, I just remember. See, there's a lot of our generation that aren't gonna remember looking at maps, right? Dude, I grew up on a gazetter, gazetteer, who however you say it, gazetteer. You got it. I say right. gazetter. We we live. At the hatchery by the Gazetteer. Gazetteer. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll say Gazetteer. I say gazetter. Well, that's definitely incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I remember growing up on the gazetter. Oh, yeah. And it was like, hey, find all the water you can find. Find me the roads. Like, I was the co-pilot, oh, yeah. you know? Like, I'd sit there on the Gazetteer and look for water, look for roads, look for anything that nobody has touched before. Straight up. And now it's not going to be that way you anymore. You see my gazetteer. This is a great podcast, by the way. <laughs> we are covering so many different subjects. We're a while in. Oh, yeah, we're jumping. But we're jumping all around. It's good. Eh, whatever. We're going. You know, this is the way it's supposed to be. That's,
1: I mean, this is. I think this is the way we're going to do it yeah. until we actually get good at doing it,
0: at least. <laughs> you tell me when to quit. Until our listeners like finally just like, you tell me when to quit. Like I said, I'm gonna grab another beer.
1: I say let's do let's do one more beer cast and then uh, yeah, and that's then we'll, a good idea. And we'll wrap her up.
0: That's a good idea. Let me grab one. Um, we need a subject for you to talk about while I disappear. All right, you got a topic for me? I don't know if I do. How about you rant? Oh, can you rant? I mean, I can rant pretty good. Nah, no, you can't. No, I'm
1: pretty terrible at it actually.
0: I don't have much. I got to have a topic. I don't I don't have one for you, man.
1: Um, well, hey, let's talk about here we are in Pitkin. There you go. We're uh we're at Pitkin State Fish Hatchery actually, um where I live. Um I uh I'm a fish culturist. I'm a biologist here at uh, Pitkin State Fish Hatchery. Cameron's coming up to visit for the night and we decided we do a podcast, so uh, it's it's a it's a pretty cool spot up here. Um, we're just over nine thousand feet. Um, it's still clearly winter up here. Uh, we got God knows how many feet of snow this year. I'm, I lost count at a million. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, it, it's pretty cool. Um, it's a cool spot. Uh, it, it it's awesome that Cameron gets to come up and check it out, um, but you know I'm, now I'm just ranting for no reason. We should. Delete- I timed it today.
0: It only takes me twenty minutes from my house. Did you take forty yep. four? Yeah, yeah. Only takes me twenty minutes from my house to get here. That's not bad. How many miles? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna do that on the way back.
1: Uh, yeah, you haven't clocked it yet. I won't tell you because well, I know exactly. Forty
0: four is five, right?
1: It's more than five. I think it's seven.
0: I think it's five. No. I think it's
1: five. It's a slow five.
0: I don't know. I'll I'll clock it and I'll let you I'll let everybody know. <laughs> I'll let you know, actually. <laughs> Nobody else cares. Um
1: yeah. I don't even know. We we were talking about pitkin.
0: Um no, you're just talking about the hatchery up here and what you guys do. And yeah, I
1: covered nothing and I didn't say anything about no, what No, I, I mean do.
0: you guys cover a wide variety of species that most people don't know about you guys have tiger trout you guys do a lot of cutthroat work you guys do tons of rainbow work i yeah. mean and the picking hatchery stays open surprisingly where it's located stays open all year round man uh and, my first winter up here
1: winter's hard up here yeah uh, i realized i'm less of a biologist and more of a front end loader uh runner
0: <laughs> you're more of a snow plower
1: i've gotten good at running a plow i've gotten good at running the front end loader almost rolled one today. Man, the conditions are so foul right now. Now it's like muddy, slushy, corny.
0: But what you do up here is like, I mean, you guys stock almost... I mean, it's not random, but you guys have a lot of areas that you stock with certain trout that not many people would think about that this small hatchery does.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're... You don't have to talk about all where, but... Area-wise, we're pretty large. We're like 69 acres, I believe, which is a pretty big swath of land. Um, we don't raise a ton of catchables. We do about... I don't know. We do about one hundred and fifty to 180,000 catchables a year, usually. Um, we cut back this year What's because a catchable? of low flow. What do you mean by catchable? Oh, yeah. It's a good question, actually. Uh, a catchable trout is a 10-inch rainbow Okay. Uh, for us. We stock rainbow trout. Um, a catchable trout is also known as a stalker. That's a 10 inch fish. Okay. 2.5 fish per pound is basically what a 10 inch fish is. Uh, But so we do roughly 150,000 catchables a year, but we also do another 750,000 salmon from the Judy. We stock those around Blue Mesa, Lake Fork area, Cimarron, um, we also have Splake. We, I think we have 30,000 Splake this year that we're going to stock around Colorado, wow. which is pretty cool. That is um, really cool. We Off years, we do uh, Tiger Trout, which is pretty cool. You guys have stocked some trophy Tigers. We I mean, I think we've stocked at least 30 state records. There's one state record right yep. now. Yep. Thank you, Anthony. Well We done. already talked about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and kudos to you uh i haven't caught one i know where they all are (laughs) right uh yeah i mean we do numerous different subspecies of rainbows uh we do hope for harrisons which is kind of the common one to the area we do uh prrs which are sacrophilum resistant which they're cold water resistant rainbows um they do well in captivity i mean we just we do a little bit everything um, it's cool with this hatchery because we have so many different subspecies of rainbows, and uh, so many different species like tiger trouts and splake and salmon. Um, so we get to see a little bit of everything up here. So it's pretty cool.
0: No, it's awesome. Man. Yeah,
1: um, and you know, and and I know there's a lot of people that are that down on hatcheries. We are not the Pacific Northwest. We're not putting Atlantic salmon into the Pacific. Um, it that's we're different. We're different hatchery. We put fish so people can catch. Um, we, uh, the fishing industry in Colorado is somewhere around three billion dollars a year, uh, more or less, which is super significant. Um, it's unreal. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's buy it, your fishing license. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's pretty crazy, and I think that it fishing
0: clicks. licenses support your job. Absolutely.
1: So buy a fishing license. Don't poach fish. Uh, we don't. We don't just put fish in. There's research that goes into We're it. We're preaching again. Yeah, uh, exactly. Buy a fishing license, you pay for my job, you pay for my way of life. Um, and in turn, we take care of our rivers in Colorado, and we do a way better job than most states. Uh, you look at the Pacific Northwest, these rivers are unmanaged. Uh, they're finally becoming managed, you know, um, and you can see how poor fisheries they can be. I mean, we're talking fisheries that just literally have no fish in them, but, uh, but ocean run, uh, rainbows and no residential fish. I mean, these are rivers that are just absolutely gorgeous and void of fish, uh, because of poor management. So, uh, it's really important. And that's why Colorado is up there with the Meccas. You know, we're up there with, you know, Montana, with Wyoming, where we are fishing Meccas because of how we manage our resource. So, anyways, that's all That's all I really have to say about that. But,
0: yeah. Well, no, it's sweet. We get to come up here and record literally at the hatchery. I mean, we're you're living on the hatchery, and we get to come up here. Yeah, did you
1: sterilize your tires before you crossed that category?
0: Uh No. <laughs> Never, man.
1: How many river crossings have you done? A lot. <laughs> I brought all the invasive species in.
0: <laughs> no, it's... um we're pretty lucky we get to be able to do this and we are pfos and straight up we get to do a lot of cool shit and like i said we're we're literally courting right at the hatchery tonight and pretty sweet yeah no it's sweet and it's i mean i don't know other people think it's cool but uh you know it's good and we talked about a lot of stuff tonight we're working on um Two hours and 40 minutes right now, which I didn't think we talked for that long. It didn't seem like that long. How many long. beers? Um, I don't think we need to talk about how many beers we drink. It only looks like Not four. that much. It only no, looks like I'm, three. Yeah, we drink three beers.
1: Damn, we keep a decent. I don't... How many F-words? I think one. One. I said
0: one F-word. Yeah, you need to get it together. Yeah, I need to lock it up. Yeah. I'm a- fucking idiot (laughs) (laughs) there you go you beat me to it (laughs) there you go folks there's another one Uh, but upper um, decker makes you drop those yeah the upper decker really does it the warm dirt upper decker it's good stuff (laughs) but um yeah we'll we'll wrap it up here um yeah email us Send us everything you can. The at gmail.com. It's pretty simple. theguidedtrip at gmail.com. We'll do another little promo for get a drift outdoors Pro bands. Um, go check them out. They're badass. Again, we're not getting paid to do this. We just love the product. Um, even with the promo code, we're not getting paid. but it's uh, the guided trip pod as a promo for 35% off. They're going to run it for a little while. Go get yourself some pro bands. They're super badass. And they will make your fishing so much easier. We
1: just dig them so much that we, we like beg them to let us run. We don't,
0: we don't have ads. We really haven't run ads and we don't get paid for ads. And we're just, we're saying it because we want to say it for the most part. And, uh, We're just getting by the way we get by, and we're just trying to put out good info for people and just get entertainment. Yeah. And, you know, as Cameron was saying, please, yeah,
1: send us emails. Um, Otherwise, we're just going to continue getting drunk and rambling on until you guys give us good topics, because everything's kind of been tapped.
0: (laughs) Uh, We're going to... We're working on... um, You know, we keep saying it, but we are working on people being on the podcast and getting them here and it is a struggle trying to get everybody's schedules lined up but you know
1: uh, i'm not i'm not afraid i'll go and quickly name drop a few people we do have some upcoming people that are pretty excited to get on us uh we're talking about getting with uh a, a local fishing guide hunting guide um louis um from aei uh he's gonna come on i think we're gonna do a little podcast talking about uh high mountain lake fishing tactics, um, that's coming up. So the season's going to be pretty prime pretty soon. So, uh, that'll be a really good podcast. He's a really knowledgeable high mountain lake fisherman. Uh, we're talking about getting, uh, uh, a, a, a fellow peer of mine on her name's Christy Miller. She's a, a, a local here works in the hatchery system. She's an old guide from, uh, from Alaska used to run the San Juan river a bunch too. So, We're going to get her on and hopefully get some good content out of her. Um, Awesome character. So she'll definitely be
0: worth listening to. So uh, we have some good stuff coming up. We're working. And, you know, this, as we've said before, this is not our day job. You know, this is a side gig for us. And uh, we're trying to put out as much content as we possibly can. But it is tough for us to get together with our jobs in general and just – Get everybody listening and keep everybody entertained. So for a while, it might be Ryan and us till we get everything dialed up. And uh, we appreciate you guys listening again. Email anything you possibly can. Any tips? Any anything you guys got? The guided trip at gmail.com. Pretty easy. Um, follow us Instagram. You got PFO life over here. That's Ryan McVeigh. Me. Cameron Rhodes or the guided trip follow us um it's fun hearing from everybody and just the feedback that we get from the podcast it's it's been a blast every time we do it we love it you know it thanks for listening guys